If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. podcast where three bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time my name is luke and i'm joined by my oh luke condo with a k beg your pardon joined by my two regular co-hosts mr oh andy conjure turner hello oh and uh mr uh it's mr ben errington it's really hot it's so hot (laughs) it's like 30 is it 30 degrees today yeah, I think I think we hit thirty-one today. In... Celsius. Yeah, for the American. Is that current. right? Celsius. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is yeah, very very hot. I think last night it was twenty-four at midnight. I noticed, which is kind yeah. of ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I'm just looking at the calendar. I've lost like, the weather here, and it is half past eight, twenty-five to nine here in the UK, and it's twenty-seven degrees. Yeah. Wow. It's too hot. Like, and I guess for non-UK listeners, uh, yeah, we've mentioned this just before the podcast. There's no aircon really in the UK, or well, at least people don't have aircon in their houses. Yeah. So uh, the air is thick. I-, I had a little walk earlier, and it felt like I was walking through treacle. Maybe I was. <laughs> Ever so sticky. Yeah. I'm confident in saying that in the history of the world, no one has been as warm and uncomfortable as we are right now. Probably. Uh, yeah, I've I eaten think that, so there. many lollipops. So <laughs> real. <laughs> what's ice, your, ice what's your go-to? What's your go-to ice lolly of choice? I feel like I've talked about this specific lolly a lot recently, but there's the, the Twister, the oh, classic yeah. Twister. Yeah. The Twister's good because you get ice cream and like yeah. what is it it's like got, some weird sort of and lolly material. It's got the qualities of both an ice cream and a lolly. Yeah. Yeah. And it all kind of blurs together at the end. It's, it's yeah. very nice, very tasty. I like what? the fruit pastels, Lolly. You know, I like oh, those. Yes. Good. Good. The only downside is, is that the black currant is the best and you get the least of it. Mm. What do you mean? You get the least of it. Because everyone the black currants, it. No, the black currants only at the top. Mm. 
And then when you bit in that, oh, that yellow is going all the way through. I was eating a fruit oh, pass. I was like, I'm it mixed over a different lolly. Oh, right. I was eating a fruit pass as I saw and I was fascinated about how he must make it. And I want to, I think I want to Google it slash watch it on YouTube. It's got so many layers going on. Yeah, there must be like an Ian Lee, like narrated, how do they make this about oh, it? I'd just get Heston that. Blumenthal, does it with his nitrogen. Yeah, probably is that. They probably just got him, him in a big f- canister <laughs> of it in the factory. In the Round yeah. Trees factory. Heston uh, Blumenthal could play Mr. Freeze. Just thought about that with his liquid nitrogen gun. I wish he was Beautiful. here with a liquid nitrogen gun right now. Cool this place down. <laughs> <laughs> just shoot me in the face, Mr. Freeze. <laughs> You'll die. Ah, that's fine. It's yeah. fine. How do you feel about ice poles slash ice pops? What do you call them? The long, thin ones? I call them... Yeah, I think I say ice pop. I say ice, ice pop. pop. Ice pop? Yeah. I say ice pole. That's a yeah, Bristol that's thing, strange. I think. That's weird, isn't it? Yeah. And it's uh, like a big Australian thing, ice ice poles, isn't it? And then I know a lot of people go with tip tops, but I think that's like a brand which is older than me. Yeah. Exactly. Mr. Freeze is the big brand. Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze is the big brand. Uh, and I had to go for like a brand I didn't recognize called like Arctic Pop or something like that. And they look piss poor. They look really pale. Like there's not quite enough juice in them. See, I've got I've got some Mr. Freezes, but I was very disappointed um on two fronts. One, all natural colours. Oh. Those yeah. E numbers, the fact it's an E number means it's European approved, guys. Come on. <laughs> um come on, and guys. Se- and and secondly, I think probably as an extension of no artificial colours, the biggest blow of all, no blue. Uh, aka the best flavor for anything to be blue raspberry bubble gum. just a blue blue, yeah, raspberry. blue raspberry just blue in general more blue it's foods not, it's not raspberry it's not bubble gum it's just blue flavored all right blue flavored yeah. what flavor is this fucking blue mate <laughs> it's weird that we're not re- like reviewing a hot horror movie i don't mean the sense of breasts although <laughs> i mean <laughs> like a like a desert horror movie or some you kind could of... say it's a hot horror movie because it's one of the most popular titles on yeah. Netflix currently. Yeah. yeah, one of them, three of them. Uh, did, because we've got so much to do. Did we want to do horror news and stuff, or we? Should we, we can have what? What else is in the news? Is there anything we were... super significant? Yeah, let's not mix up the format too much, but we will try and keep because it's the first time we've done a trilogy on the show isn't it i think we've done double bills a few times Mm -hmm. before first time we've done a trilogy so we're going to be a bit more brief in terms of how detailed we are when going into the plot we're going to be spoilers though spoiler alert full of spoilers but a bit of a skim rather than a deep dive uh so i'll do a quick little horror news run through literally just before we decided to record the malignant trailer uh dropped online james wan's new directorial horror output so he's currently busy doing aquaman but he's decided to do a bit of spooky stuff i started watching the trailer again another one of those trailers that seems to show a hell of a lot so i kind of like was kind of paying attention kind of not um but to me just from looking at the trailer briefly it doesn't look like it's too crazy in terms of what to expect from the creator of the conjuring universe it kind of looks like it fits mm-hmm. pretty nicely into that even though it's apparently like a new vision of terror essentially um so it's about a character called madison who's paralyzed by shocking visions of grisly murders 
and her torment worsens as she discovers that these waking dreams are in fact terrifying realities. Annoying when that happens, isn't it? There you go. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah. watch that trailer. I'm going into that completely blind. Yeah. It's Don't a horror me. movie at the cinema and we do a weekly podcast about horror movies, so I'm imagining we'll probably yeah. end up watching it. So I think he's I, got I, a lot I, of money already. Well done, James. I'm starting to feel like horror movie trailers are really struggling because it feels like they have to hit certain beats. They have to show scares. They have to really cover the plot so that people understand what the film's about and what's happening. And I don't feel like other trailers suffer so much with that. I feel no. like horror movies really do suffer from showing like mm. way too much. Showing a bit too much. I think the only other victims of that are comedy movies where they give yep. like, you know, a couple of the best jokes in the movie are in it. And I get it. You've got to show that your movie's funny. And then but... when you watch the movie and the same joke is delivered, but slightly differently, like it's a different take of it. That's confusing. It's yeah. It bothers you. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? <laughs> I'd like to see horror movie. I'd like to see horror movie trailers go back to when they were like PSAs with like a really serious voice going, seriously, don't just watch this. You'll shit your pants. It's I want Stephen (laughs) King to tell me he's going to scare the pants off of me. Yeah. Look me right in the eye. And then just a black screen and him saying, actually, don't watch it because you'd have to be pretty tough to watch this movie. And then people would go, (laughs) I'm tough. Tell me what to do. I'm I'm well tough. I'll be in. Yeah, I'll right oh, watch it there. twice. Two tickets, please. Two tickets. You're on your I'll own. Watch as it well. twice. That's, that's, <laughs> that's twice at the same time. That's a big card. What else we got? So Grady Hendrix, all for Grady Hendrix. A lot of his books are getting snapped up, and uh, his slasher book, The Final Girl Support Group, which was only just released, like came out in what July the thirteenth. So one week ago, apparently Andy Machetti. Uh, so the director of it chapter one and two sorry uh, joining forces with charlie's Ferron to produce a planned series adaptation for hbo max so yeah pretty interesting there you um, go. what was the other thing happens there right like people like people hit and they're obviously popular then then those hollywood types will come snapping <laughs> grabbing it's their weird. things before the price goes up Usually, like on the back of something being popular, though, isn't it? And I don't think any adaptation of his work has been released yet, because the yeah, the film. Well, I think he was he was writing screenplays originally, um, and yeah. he had that film come out. It's like um, about like a called Mohawk, I think. It's on Netflix. Uh, that was a screenplay he wrote, um, and okay. he's been away because he seems to have been around for a long time within the film environment, and then he had the paperbacks from Hell. Thing go yep. mad um and he also sort of put putting out his horror books that also seem to be doing extremely extremely well so i think he's he's on the up and up i think we'll there'll probably be like a, a few movies coming out around around the same time and picking him up and riding the grady hendrix hype train <clears throat> riding that hype train yeah. all the way to the bank he wears like really snappy suits as well like white suits and funky ties i don't yeah. think i've ever that's the difference between him and us. Not the volume of work that's been very well received that he's put out. It's just yeah. he's got an accessory. He's got a thing. <laughs> we need a thing. What what kind of thing do we need? A monocle? Yeah, monocles. <laughs> special us. special hats. <laughs> hats we can do. Hats. Yeah, yeah. Hats are good. I kind of I was going to go bareback and not wear a hat for this uh, for this episode because of the heat. 
uh, but I've never done that. And I'm, I feel like I'm changing too much, you know, missing an episode, not wearing a hat. I feel like I'm not going to know who I am anymore yeah. if I keep, <laughs> keep mucking about like this. I like to take it off sometimes, keep people guessing. Who, who's that again? Who the hell is this guy? One day we should just get our get our respective partners to do the episode and just not announce it at all. Just yeah. pretend like nothing's happened. Yeah. No one make a question. Bold and hair. Yeah. Bold maybe one hair. maybe I'll get yeah. a really good wig and then Andy could shave his head. And then one day we'll just turn up and not mention it. Yeah. Bold and hair have swapped. Swapped over. I saw your old picture that you put on from your old computer today, Luke. Oh, there, yeah. there, right there. I mean, that was like towards the tail end of the hair. Uh, there wasn't much. There wasn't much there, and I, in certain lights, that was the kind of hair where I wouldn't like to go underneath a light. This sounds like a, like a Doctor Seuss light light book. The way you're talking at the moment. <laughs> the last of the hair. The hair was there. There was the hair. <laughs> go under the light. Where the hair? The hair? <laughs> that's what it's called. I'm still looking for it. I haven't finished that one. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. Yeah. Uh, literally, the last piece of horror news I've got is a movie I mentioned a couple of weeks ago. Is the sort of filmmaker who made Raw, Julia Ducournau. Mm -hmm. uh, her film Titan has won the top prize at Cannes Film Festival. The top, oh, the very, very nice, the tip top prize. The tip top prize, and apparently the it's golden a can. Horror. The golden, the golden can, can of soup. <laughs> the golden can of soup. Minestrone. Uh, yeah, oh, look, so cans. As is being billed as as is being billed as a body horror, for that to win the top prize at Cannes Film Festival, very yeah. exciting. I'm excited. Want to see it? Rule was great. So, give me a bit. Is of it that. called Cannes Film Festival because films used to come in canisters? It's just the town where it is. <laughs> I mean, that's a far better story, though, Luke. That's a far better reason. They named the what town after the films that everyone brings their films here. We'll name the town. <laughs> <laughs> great yeah uh well that's pretty much it for horror news don't want to go over the top so i guess has anyone seen anything worth mentioning just maybe old bloody old bloody trilogy of fear street mate that's yeah. my watching for the yeah. week yeah did, did you did you go crazy and watch them all like in one week or in one go or it's been the last few film nights we had like watched the third one yesterday and then every couple of days between those ones <coughs> I think I mostly watched them the week they came out. So there was a bit of a delay between watching mm -hmm. them all. But yeah, still linked up nicely. Have you seen anything else at all? Any, anything else worth mentioning? I've got a couple um, of things. I've been playing more in isolation and I, I felt like I was coming down on it a bit too harshly last week. It was too hard. I've just, just been a right newbie. Uh, mm -hmm. I needed to get good. Uh, and I got a bit, I didn't, I didn't get good, but I got a bit good. Oh, you have week. to you have to be Got less better. bothered and you're fine yeah that's it you have to be less bothered and and you just kind of feel free to get caught and eaten a few times um and then you kind of learn the maps a bit and also the save points the first few times they're like a, they seem to be miles <laughs> apart from each other but they, they seem to be more you get to more back, of them. you get to backtrack a little bit as well it gets a bit more familiar how and much I'm, have you got left to go well, I just did the bit. Uh, I've, got, I've got a flamethrower now, and I just did the bit before, where it kind of recreates um, Alien, where you go onto the planet. I remember it's called um, off the top of my head, and you're like in the, in the going into you find a space jockey, and you go and find the eggs and stuff. Really, really cool. Um, yeah, I'm really into it. I'm, I'm really, really liking it. At the minute. <coughs> I'd like to play it again. 
because it's been a little while and uh I'm, yeah massive massive challenge i felt it's definitely one of these games i felt super accomplished when i completed it yeah because it felt like yeah. i'd really earned really earned it you know um to be i haven't seen anything this week Luke. I uh, finished watching the Loki TV show. It's not really horror. Um, Behind on that, I've only watched two. Third, it's good. I think it's okay. Yeah. I um, yeah, it's all right. It's good. I feel like the, the the aesthetic design of it is the best. One of the best things Marvel have ever done. It's and a bit. The music's like... amazing. The, the 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 design, the set design is fantastic. It looks a bit like Control, doesn't it? The game, especially inside if the that's TV. That's what it is. Yeah, uh, that kind of office and weird office environment. Yeah, Owen Wilson see- as well is, is fantastic. He's really, he, I don't know, mm. Owen Wilson, every scene he's in, he just kind of oozes this kind of, um, he doesn't seem to, he just seems to be completely in the character. Like, there's, yeah. there's no point of you thinking this is a TV show. It, it's just Owen Wilson being either that or like he is playing himself a bit like when you see, um, other people that do that. Denzel Washington is quite often Denzel Washington and things, mm-hmm. right? And he's great. He's a very good Denzel Washington. Some would say the best. But yeah. like has such a personality that effectively you hire him now to play himself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Owen Wilson is the same, but I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining at all. <clears throat> I've only seen three episodes and I'm really keen to watch the rest because yeah. I've seen a few spoilers on Twitter. But it's not like spoilers where I'm like, ah, it's kind of spoilers where I go, ooh, I want to see that. I want to see how that pans yeah. out in the episode. The yeah. same. So. I think it's unavoidable to, I won't say in case you haven't been or in case other people <clears throat> haven't. I think it, Twitter's made it unavoidable to see that they've announced future villains and so on. Um, yeah. But I will catch up on it. Yeah, same, yeah. same here. I want to get around to it. Uh, this week I saw... So I watched the Resident Evil Infinite Darkness series on Netflix. I mm-hmm. say series, it's like four episodes, which are like 26 to 28 minutes long, which kind of felt like, I don't know, I expected more than that. And it feels like it could have easily worked as a feature length movie. They've done three of these before. Why not just do another one? Animation's great, but I think the plot is kind of lacking. And considering it's got Leon and, so it's got Leon Kennedy and Claire Redfield in it they get like pretty much no time to interact with each other and all of the other characters are kind of just a bit naff and the final big bad is also a bit naff so yeah mm. i was left a bit a bit disappointed really a bit underwhelmed by that which is frustrating yeah. you guys haven't seen that no i was going to watch it but um i don't think i will now well, I mean, I might, for some... I might, I might casually put it on. It might be something that I yeah. have on in the background when I'm doing stuff. It's got the switch on or something like that, and I'll have a bit mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. Considering yeah. it's a series, it's not much of a commitment, you know. Usually with a series, you're like, oh, am I going to watch a series? I've read it's not so good, but because it's just four pretty short episodes, you like kind of through it. It was just two evenings for me, and that that was kind of right. it. Well, I'm um, so invested in the new one that's coming out the the real oh, yeah. the real life one with Bad Wesker Dad and the Wesker Kids. Bad Dad Wesker and the Wesker offspring. Yep. Um, and the only other thing I saw, which I think is going to be the Hawk and Cleaver movie night, isn't it? On Saturday, which is a classic horror story. Yeah. Uh, What's it called? A classic horror story. A classic horror story. <laughs> the, way, the way I said it then was like, and it's a classic horror story. Is it? What's it called? <laughs> it's a classic horror story. 
yeah, I'll get that, but what's what's it called? What's the title of the film? It's, it's a classic character. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> what is the yeah. name <laughs> yeah. of the well, story? It's a classic horror story. Well, I'll be the judge of that. All right, I'll be the judge <laughs> if it's a classic. Or not. Um, I know ta- all the classics. You tell me. <laughs> I've got a po- I'm on a podcast, you know, to almost 200 episodes now of horror movies, I should know. Uh, it, it's a film that like borrows a lot from other films. It leans heavily into certain tropes, which I guess is like the point. I kind of felt like that was the point. Mm-hmm. I find it a bit clunky in places, but the final third is pretty cool, I think. And it stars Matilda Anna Ingrid Lutz, who's in that movie Revenge, which I've not seen. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. But I've seen pictures of her like holding it's a good. shotgun. I really liked it. And yeah, she yeah, seems she like a that, really yeah. good, like, uh, well, in terms of how, how it experienced her performance in this movie, a great sort of like final girl. Who's the, the director age. of that one? The director of a classic horror story. Hang on a minute. It's a well-known director. Roberto De Feo and Paolo Stripoli. So it's a duo. Okay. Well, it's a well-known director. The director <laughs> is classic horror director. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah. a master of horror. No. But... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the master of horror. No, it's not. Uh, yeah, but that's it. Apart from doing free lots of Fear Street. Visiting Fear Street three times. Absolutely shotgun in that series. Right. Exactly. Fear Street. Part one. Part one. So I guess like talking about it in general, there's just three movies telling an interlinked story through three decades so starting off in 1994 then 1978 and 1666 the story is kind of linked together and it loops back round to 1994 at the end it's kind of the overarching thing is 1994 isn't it so um based Street, on the novels by based on the novels by rulston what's his name rl stein there ronald leslie stein ronald leslie stein I, did you guys read these books at all no, I didn't even know they existed. To be honest, I didn't. I didn't know these existed at all. I, I was aware of his uh, work on Goosebumps, obviously, hmm. but um, I didn't know anything about Fear Street. No, uh, Point Horror is that R.L. Stein as well, or not? Point Horror. Yeah. I'll be honest. The only R.L. Stein I just thought he did Goosebumps books. <laughs> I didn't yeah. think he did anything else. Yeah, I thought he was just like his sort of sort of children's entry to horror stuff um yeah. from when we from when we were kids because they were when i was a kid it was quite popular mm. and the tv show was a thing at the same time we used yeah. to get like um i don't know what they would have called him but like maybe a week before in primary school they send out like a catalog and you take the books you want yeah and then they and they bring them around like a, oh, like a yeah. portable library thing and it was I dead exciting because everyone would like just be showing their goosebumps books to each other that they've got just feeding yeah. the covers because they had like raised bits on the covers. Like, oh, yeah. any particular favorite <laughs> Goosebumps book? No, or oh, te- I actually read them. The Haunted Mask <laughs> was good and also a good episode. I like things like what Say Cheese and Die. That was a good one. Is that the camera one? Yep, Killer Camera. So that Ryan Gosling is in. He's in one of them. Oh yeah. See, I don't remember I, that I, many. I remember the one with the big ants. Was there one with big ants at the end? Basically. There's so many Goosebumps books come the end that you can name anything, and there's been a Goosebumps book based on it. What <laughs> about the one with the, ki- the, the lady with the hair and the you know the, the, yeah killer shoes yeah she nice. had those shoes on. 
the mace and the and the fish fingers. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Yeah. Uh, so just checking, Point Horror wasn't just R.L. Stein; it was R.L. Stein and a few other people. Um, but that was the thing I was familiar with. That was kind of like the next step up. So Goosebumps is obviously like kids, I guess, or like I think Point Horror was more like a young adult sort of thing. Would That's this be faster young adult horror? Fear Street. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because the kids were meant like to be a little bit like I think looking into it when I was looking at when this came out and realizing it was a lot earlier than I thought as well. Um, yeah, it's um, it was based at sort of your older teenage crowd, you know, still young adult, I think. And then as a result, the kids in the stories are aged up as well, as we see in this film, right? Because they're all meant to be sort of roughly the age where they are about to or have just left school, right? It's like they're like 17, 18, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So rather than do each one individually, I'll just say the Fear Street Trilogy is an American horror film series with varying sub-genres of horror directed by Lee Janiak from scripts and stories she co-wrote with other contributors, but they are mainly based on R.R. Stein's book series of the same name. But I mean, it's quite... So the, the, they weren't. Sorry, go on. on. Well, I was going to say they, they weren't books. This wasn't like they weren't free books. No. Okay. No. So she kind of take, picked and choose and like. I think so. Yeah. Made a thing up. Yeah, looking <clears> at the titles, like <throat> the first one is impressed. called like Killer Cheerleaders or something like that. So I think she's uh, taken the. Okay. I think like she's taken the concept. I'm not sure if the witch thing is part of it and the mythos that was underneath it, and maybe they she's tied into that, but. A lot of this is her work based on the world. From what I'll just I've read. say then, pretty impressive work. There's a lead Yannick person who's done a trilogy of very consistent in quality movies, I would say. Um, yeah. And I think she's uh, only directed that... one film before, one yeah. feature. So there's quite an undertaking, especially with like Netflix on your case. Yeah. Yeah. And I understand as well that like they've tried to be adaptions of this in the in the past that either haven't done so well or have been ill-fated and not made it. So, yeah, you know, before we even get into the movies, like what a success to write and direct a trilogy mm-hmm. of really consistent movies. That... All comes together, all works together, really. I don't think there's anything majorly... I mean, we'll go into our, our pet peeves or whatever if we have any, but I think overall, really consistently well done. Like, I hats off to them for pulling this yeah. one off. I think we can address the elephant in the room earlier you know we are a team behind a series of horror stories that came out last halloween that had like an interlinking history so i was very ready to be critical of this to go ah big business doing a similar <laughs> Not, idea to what we did but can't i really did think that it. it's really great. You know, it's really you know, strong especially considering like the witchy thing as well it's kind of strange that the halloween horrors of old mill lane a hulk and cleaver original for the other stories uh it kind of reminded me of this in a in a sense especially in terms of like the uh time periods that we go back and forth from so yeah that's enough about us so yeah (laughs) even without our without our help which you didn't need lee has done an incredible lee janik has done a great job of of this and i was you know like you say having worked on something similar and we worked really hard to connect these things together i was consistently impressed by Mm the way things looped back around and the it's clearly a lot like with your another thing that it's impossible to avoid comparisons with your MCU movies that have been designed and written with interlinking stories 
in their very like DNA, even in the subtle details, there are little bits that are going to come back around, mm-hmm. um, you know, to the point of in the two periods we see in the 90s, a door that sticks in the third one and then in the first one rather, and then we don't think about for what five hours of movie, and then it's right towards the end that that door's going to stick again. Great work, great little details in mm-hmm. there. So, already consistently done, high praise for it. So the first yeah. movie, uh, the 1994 movie, Fair Street Part One, follows a group of teenagers in Shadyside who are terrorized by an ancient evil responsible for a series of brutal murders that have plagued the town for centuries. So you've got Shadyside and Sunnyvale. Kind of reminds me of uh, Springfield and um, Shelbyville. 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 <laughs> that, that sort of rivalry, you know, that we've got yeah. going on. I couldn't think of the name there. Um, Riverdale as well. It's in there. Sunny yeah. side. Riverdale. And I guess this one, if you're gonna it. if you're gonna assign like a style of movie to each one, this is like the scream teen slasher, isn't it? Yeah. Um yeah, it kind of captures that pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, so character wise, I mean there's a lot of people going on, but the main character is Dina, played by Kiana Madeira. Olivia Scott Welch is Samantha Fraser, and then there's like loads of other characters. Like the friends, I guess. Josh, Kate. Uh, who's the what's the younger brother's name? Is the it brother's name? Is yeah, <laughs> Josh and brother Josh. Josh. Here we go. That's it. Uh, and then the other characters are kind of like killers, I guess. There's like a series of killers from the past who find their way into this modern modern world as well. So I guess they're ghosts, ghostly. Yeah, yeah, they are, Ben. When you see them appearing, they're a bit venomy, aren't they, Ben? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's them bloody venoms. They're easy to CGI, I guess, because when they're not yeah. when they're not in human form and they need to be CGI'd, you just make them a big old black goo. Big old blobby. Very, very yeah. versatile. Yeah. And the, render these, it easily. These like killers from the past are summoned by a witch of some sort or 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 a curse or what is it? I guess that's the witch, the, the witch, just or the, the, bad, witch. The, the baddies, the evil force can control these old killers from the past. That's right. And all the killers are kind of like, I guess not, not, I don't want to say rip offs, but they're very highly inspired by various killers from various things. So you've got like a Jason Voorhees type. Um, you've got a ghost face type. Um, little one else. Little one. Got a Chucky. You've got, lady you've got a Chucky. One. You've got an evil Edison milkman. One. Yeah. Oh yeah, with the burnt face. Yeah, the evil workman's got a burnt face. So was he a Freddy? He's a, yeah. He, I guess he's he's a Freddy. Probably. He does he does some he right does some Freddy, face looking as well. So he's also there was a big guy as well, a big guy, and I was and it, I didn't really pay attention to him until the third film, where I was like, where's this guy come from? Which one was that? Oh, he's the one that drowns kid. You literally see him in like a flashback, don't you? And yeah. he's got like a. Like a sort of schnoz mask welders, on. Welders like the, mask on. Oh, I thought he was like the guy that was a grass from the first Star Wars that tells the stormtroopers. On him. He's like, he's like <laughs> yeah. him, isn't he? So he's kind of like, a, I don't know. I'm going to say like a leather face just because of his size. Yeah, he's got a leathery in face, hasn't he? Le- <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, not ripoffs, but highly inspired by famous um, killers, I guess. Not real famous killers, but famous fictional slasher murderer yeah. types. The first one even starts with a riff, I would say a riff, on the scream kill at the start. 
Yeah. So the ghost, oh, yeah, definitely. ghost based killer. So you, 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 the formula is you have a pretty popular uh, TV star, movie star at the start. It was Drew Barrymore in Scream this time. It's Maya Hawk. There's a lot of st- uh, Stranger Things people. Well, there's yeah. two. There's two Stranger it, Things people. And even this opening sequence feels like we're in the mall from Stranger Things, doesn't it? Yeah, it it's probably got, is the same set. Got vibes of <laughs> yeah, it looks exactly the same. <laughs> and that's uh, why so, they were there. It's like if you go to Ramsey Street in Australia and sometimes the cast are about, they went to that mall from, from yeah. Stranger Things and those guys were just hanging out. Yeah. Hanging out. There's a tree in the middle of this mall as well, and that's that's key to the story. I that clocked, that. Old... clocked that as soon as it came creepy, on. I was like, Chekhov's tree. tree. <laughs> Chek- <laughs> Chekhov's tree. So yeah, there's like... so woman gets murdered and then we're introduced to all of this <laughs> we're introduced to all these other characters um the guy who murders her is dressed in like a skeleton halloween costume he gets shot to death he seems uh, normal at the first he just seems like a normal slasher so i think there's a whole um there's a whole routine here so the people are, are normal people at first and then they and then it flies start buzzing around him and mm. they become possessed uh, and then they kill someone, they get killed, and at that point, the witch is able to wait. Well, apparently, the witch is able to summon these people she's possessed in the past, puts puts them in a collection so they get yeah. weakened in a battle. Then she catches them like a little Pokemon in the in a goo, and then yeah. she can call them out whenever she needs them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Sarah Fear, who apparently placed a curse on the town before being executed for witchcraft in 1666 and fear is spelled f-i-e-r not stylized as f-e-a-r but i'll see what they did there yeah. well, people couldn't spell in the old days could they so yeah exactly exactly yeah um so the main character dina like doesn't really believe in in this whole shebang does she yeah. well they um, all live in shady side dina and all of the all of the guys. She's recently broken up with her girlfriend Sam. She oh, she's from the good it. side. She's just moved, hasn't she? That's why yeah. they're broken up. She's moved to Shelbyville. Yeah, I always get I, I always get confused. Sunny Dale, Sunny Vale, because one is Buffy, one is this. Yeah, I think Sunny Dale, oh, Buffy. Yeah. I mean, it is literally drawing so many things from popular culture in the nineties. But I think that's know, what really brings that feeling to it. it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, she's broken up with her, but they'll be thrown together in the course of this. And we meet a couple of other characters who, while they only really feature in this one, are quite significant points, right? The So it's Dina's two friends at school who, i, I got to take it back, you know, as I was going through the movie, I felt a bit bad for thinking, what absolute douches at the start. Well, I hope you two get murdered. I think yeah, you meant to yeah. think that because they are meant to be like losers, right? The, well, there's like, they they both sell drugs at school, and um, the guy they sell has drugs got at quite... school. Like no one seems to care that like someone's been murdered. There's like yeah. dragging a dragging like a, a scarecrow that they've made of the girl who got murdered through the school. Like, literally, That's a guy walks up to walks up to the dead girl's um, locker and like scratches with a knife in it. R.I.P. And it's like, do you want to be seen with a knife on the day there's just been a. I don't care, all right? I'm unhinged. I'm edgy. <laughs> I'm so edgy. Uh, so, yeah, Dina's uh, younger brother, Josh, like knows all about the town's history. He's done a load of research. He's got a load of files. He's got classic stuck things on the wall, trying to li- make on, links. He's been, he's been on the stuff. BBS, hasn't he? He's been on the boards. 
AOL Cat, which oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure, what, 94? That's yeah. That doesn't might line, does it? He's on AOL Chat at one minute and he goes to play a Sega Mega Drive or something the next. I think mean, that's Hang on a, a bit minute. of a gap. Yeah. Yeah, playing Castlevania. Like yeah. I felt like that with some of the music choices as well. I mean, not, I mean, I guess you can be a bit vague. It doesn't have to be something that was released in 1994, but there was a few things I was like, hang on a minute, that was later than that. We just talk, maybe talk yeah. a bit about the, the needle drops in this film, because there are a lot. It feels like scene to scene to scene is like a popular song, a popular song, and you don't really get the chance to enjoy it before it's sometimes, gone again. Sometimes yeah. twice in a scene. You said that yeah. I was watching this movie thinking like, yeah. Geez, like, do you have any money left to pay the actors? Because you have spent a ton on your, like, your licensing. Because, I like, find it really frustrating. especially that one where they, they go to the school. I yeah. think there's literally three, I forget the names of the songs now, but there's a, a song that's playing as they are walking into school. Then Josh sees um, the the girl that he, that he fancies, the bad one that sells drugs. And we get another song. It like and then fades it goes... straightly in, straight into it though, which is really odd. It doesn't like stop; it just fades into it. Yeah, it's like a it's like a mega mix. Yeah, and I feel like sometimes when films do that, like I felt when we got to the 1666 version, I was kind of relieved in a way because I was like, we don't have to hear the constant song choices. I was expecting some uh, like medieval, you know, that medieval yeah. versions of. It's a banger that is, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> medieval versions of smells like teen spirit or something. Yeah. Martin well, McFly comes out um, and does Johnny be good. Oh, they God. did a it's not ready for that the, yet. The Nirvana cover of Man Who Sold the World. It did. And I yeah. think the yeah. David Bowie version of that film, that song is in the second one, I think. And um, it would have been good to get a medieval version of that one in the sixteen sixty six. That would have been but consistent. Hey, but hey. I mean, I find it a, a bit off putting when there are songs like that. I think in a movie if there's like three or four good yeah. songs chosen at, at sort of decent places um then yeah i hated the fact that the finale of the f- of the final sort of like the epilogue of the final movie was oasis as well because that's mm-hmm. never made me feel any form of emotion other than anger so <laughs> so i was just like oh for god's sake if it, oh well, you've, what, you've I, done it have you have you though <laughs> i think what i'm trying to say is sometimes it felt a bit obvious you know what i mean like some like someone going you know the night is and someone's gone oh yeah oasis stick an oasis track in there it <laughs> yeah. just felt a bit obvious like a lot of the choices i was like okay i get it but you know really i know we're supposed to feel like we're in the 90s but was it like this i think that's one of those things you know people say that you know sometimes a great soundtrack and i know they're talking about bgm but you know you don't always notice it's there but other times it is great there are filmmakers that do it very well i think for example James Gunn is probably my go-to. I think he uses music incredibly well. It's a story-driving part of, like, both of the Guardians of the Galaxy films. I did note that about three of the tracks were directly in the 1970s second part of this as well, like, literally from the the same album. Um, But then there there are others. I think the worst culprits in the last couple of years were maybe... Suicide, suicide Squad, squad. <laughs> Su- Suicide Squad and your friend and mine I-, I think the only other one I took note of recently was when we saw Army of the Dead and old mm. our old mate Zack Snyder opened with with Zombie by the Cranberries which you know it does have Zombie in the title absolutely <laughs> but it is about kids dying in a terrible in a, in, a, in a terrible like you know ongoing troubles in a country 
Not sure yeah. it's. Uh... Yeah. I di- I didn't hate it to be fair. The <laughs> Army of the Dead choices, because uh, I feel like oh, I don't know. I don't know something about it. I didn't hate, but with this one, it, I find it a bit overwhelming. Well, there was just like, a lot, wasn't there? I mean, yeah. that I think I've been kind of I'm waiting for this to come. This whole '90s nostalgia thing, because we had a lot of the '80s stuff a couple of years ago, and it was obvious that we were just going to be moving on to the '90s. And now this, it also feels weird because I, I grew up in the '90s, uh, so I don't know. I'm, I'm not as into it as I was the '80s stuff. I don't. I don't know. Um, it's yeah, a bit close to home, I guess. You do realize that because we're going I mean. through the 90s now, it's only a matter of time before the Venga bus is coming. <laughs> oh my it's always on the way, it's, on, it's always on the way in the distance. Just approach. just used randomly in this film, like as the school bus was turning up. Oh, for fuck's sake, Jesus Christ, turn it in. Um. By the way, uh, so I guess another really solid element of the film I thought was was uh, the kills, like the yep. uh, the gore was surprisingly shocking at times as well, especially the kill in the first one. In fact, mm-hmm. I will say the kills I got a bit bored in the first one. It felt like it was dragging quite a bit, and then the kills started to happen towards the end, mm-hmm. and then it's uh, because they were like kills to be characters that you didn't think they were going to die, and they. Like died super brutal ways, um. So the the kind of this is a bit weird. She's a drug dealer, but she's also kind of a um, model student or something. Yeah, got a, um, got a heart of gold. She's just trying to get out of the rotten old town, isn't she? A, yeah. That's a reveal. There's a bit with the drug dealer girl is like getting these two girls she's babysitting to count the drugs, and she's like, "Oh, when you're finished, you can." What does she say? You can. I can't remember. She says, "When you're finished, you could do something." If you look, there's like twelve pills. She's like, no, do not, do not eat take... these because do not eat these because you'll die. It's going to take twenty seconds to sort these pills out. Then what? You lazy bitch. Yeah. This is just uh, showing that she's uh, she's an entrepreneur. Um... Well, those she's very brainy, and we know this because her head gets split open several in several ways, and we get to see all them brains. Uh, bread oh, slicer. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and I never got the the other guy that's in it. Um, what is their relationship? Because at first I'm like, oh, is it is that her boyfriend? But then no, she doesn't yeah. seem to mind when he doesn't he doesn't care at all when there's a chance that like. Um, I feel like I know that guy. It's weird. I feel like I, I grew up with that guy <laughs> and it, coming to gigs. Kind oh. of a strange, loud, ambiguous guy who's always drunk and. Singing. Yeah. Everyone, everyone's got that friend in their group. If it's if you don't know one, then it's you. you, you know, that is the person who, <laughs> in years to come, when people all had mobile phones in the late nineties, he is the guy who you do not answer the phone to if he phones you after nine o'clock at night because oh, yeah. it's no good. Absolutely no, no good yeah. at all. Maybe even earlier. Yeah. yeah. If there's, yeah. If there's yeah. any chance that he's already out and on it, then you don't answer. Simon is his name. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. He's like a bit androgynous. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely an interesting character. A character I, like, I thought was a dickhead initially. But yeah, I was that, like, you're was no like, good, mate. You, you, warm, you warm dickhead. up to him, though, and then they reveal towards the end after his tragic axing that, um, you know, he was the kid who was working a job since he was like 12 or something like that because he was supporting his family. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah. So, like, it does make you feel bad for going, oh, I thought you were a dickhead when this film started. I'd been sucked up in the whole Sunnydale shady side scenario. Yeah, I think that's, that's the whole rivalry. Kind of the point is, it was from the outside looking in, they do seem kind of not not like good people. Yeah. Uh, whereas they, they, they are really. Um, so he gets an axe to the head, um, and it kind of it kind of comes out of nowhere in a brutal way. It's weird seeing those characters die. You kind of felt like they were going to live live all the way through. Yeah, yeah. And this so, is where so it I... really shows the certificate in it as well, because I didn't like. When I put these films on, I saw it was advertised. I saw it was based on R.L. Stein books. And then you flick onto Netflix and put it on. These films are 18 certificate. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Yeah. I thought an 18, an 18 is quite hard to get these days, right? You have to be pretty brutal. And they do. Like the, the deaths of these characters as they eventually come is very graphic. <laughs> so I guess yeah, the, reason, yeah. the reason why these characters are being stalked by various killers is because there's like an accident where Sam ends up disturbing the body of Sarah Fear. Uh, she touches her bones. She has a vision of like Sarah Fear when she was knocking about in 1666, being accused of witchcraft and all that stuff. Yeah. Terrible time. Terrible having a time bad time. And Sarah Fear's a vengeful person. Always showing people visions, always coming after him hard. And I don't 100% know why, but I, I guess what happens is the killers are now after Sam, but for some reason the other people kind of get swept up in it. Well, but... so it's after anything that's got her blood on it. That's right. Yeah. So she kind of like sneezes a little bit on one of the guys. Though, it, I'm afraid it's not consistent. Later on, in the, in the, when they come back to this one, this era in the third film, they, there's a bit where one of the killers just kills someone randomly. Um, and then he, true, he had yeah. nothing to do with anything. Oh, like the nurse yeah. at the hospital that's just dead. It's like, oh, yeah. So yeah. It's, it's, if, they've got, if you've got their blood on them, or and you're a main character. <laughs> but then, then you think, okay, well, maybe if they're just like in the way, like if you just kind of stand, stood in the way, they'll go, I've got a knife. There's a person here. No, oh, I'll get you, but Why they won't. Not? They won't look for you. They yeah, won't but, seek. They won't seek you out. But but like um, at the end, she, uh, one of them says, um, "Britta from Community says they without the blood on you, they just they walk right past you." And there's a bit where the I think it's the younger brother, like this kid literally just walked within stabbing distance. Like he doesn't have to go out of his way to stab this kid, and he just walks straight past him. So it's not that consistent yeah. on, on that. Side. And then later, when they actually engage with the monsters, then they will fight them again. But yeah, you, you're yeah. right. There are some, there are some logic drops in there. But for all intents and purposes, they it's are the logic drops. They There's are another attracted to the blood. Yeah. Another key yeah. character is Nick Good, Detective Good, like the police yeah. officer yeah. in Shady Side. No, yeah. Where are we? He's from the good side. He's, he's from the good side. He's from the Sunnydale. light side. Yeah. Got you. Guy His whole so place with River is also the, 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 <laughs> the, the prime minister. It's the, the prime, prime minister, minister of, of, of Sunnydale. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you're right. Another major character that we see across the different time periods, a guy in the place with a bit of sweet face, goes by the name of Sheriff. Good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, there's no uh, there's, there's no evidence that his friends do call him Isa, but he is um he's all he's all amongst it he's all yeah, yeah. so one last thing stalked. I want to mention in this film is yep. sorry I think we're going to go to come to it anyway Ben well you you carry on I was literally just going to say um that while being stalked they they work out that there was a survivor of yeah. a previous previous attack um this camp Nightwing massacre in 1978 and they find out that the person who's who 
died there was resuscitated. So essentially the person in 1978, he was being stalked in the way Sam was now died and was resuscitated and somehow survived. So they think, right, that's the key to it. We've got a cool, we've got to kill Sam, resuscitate her. And then all the murderers, scary murderers will just leave us alone. Give right? up. That's the they've got her. Yeah. They'll find but our they destination do- to her. <laughs> But they do it in a horrible way to like get her to like take a load of drugs from a supermarket pharmacy. Dry, they don't get guzzle it down with a bottle of Evian. They just go get these pills down you. Um, and while this yeah. is happening, all all the killers are kind of like essentially murdering all of the other characters. So like Kate gets stuck in a bread slicer, Simon gets an axe to the head, um, and Dina's just like drowning Sam. It's just horrific, really. You're just like, oh god. Yeah, she's drowning. Made, made a real meal of this. And all the time thinking, if you're going to do the drugs plan, couldn't you have done it in the ambulance that you'd stolen while you're driving around? Yeah. Stay yeah. from, I guess, you know what? Can't do that. Exactly. Wouldn't be such an interesting there's film. Also, there's, also a part, there's also a part as well where they steal a gun from the sheriff and then they've got a gun. Oh, great, they've got a gun. But then they use it immediately to like shoot Ruby, one of the killers, and then drop the gun and just leave it. Yeah. Did that happen? So, yeah. So, yeah, well, I've used yeah. it to shoot you twice. I'll leave this now. I don't um, need that, this gun anymore. That prop has fulfilled Pretty its mad. usefulness back into the ambulance that we've also stolen. They're always stealing civic property. Shady siders. How, the how they bring Sam back from the dead, though, is like an EpiPen and CPR. I'm like, would that work in that way? There's a lot of dodgy CPR in this. Like someone gets stabbed yeah. in the second film and then brought back to life with, with yeah, just C- CPR. CPR is one of those things. Obviously, I'm in the situation of my wife works you know in, in hospitals so then i'm sitting there and she's like you've drowned so like your lungs are full of water what are you doing with epipens and also you've given her about 50 your heart's going to explode because also yeah. like if your heart it has stopped there's it. nothing there's nothing circulating so right now she's full of water and you just put loads of adrenaline in her heart not going anywhere um and then you know, definitely the dead classic, forever yeah the classic like she's not pumping hard enough you got to pump a lot harder than you think on um i on heard CPR. cpr literally just keeps blood pumping until the ambulance arrives is that yeah, right yeah like it's it's not Doesn't, like i think i think it's anyone. i think i think it's a myth that um people come back from, i guess drowning you could force water out of people's lungs by doing yeah. it but if your heart has actually stopped primarily it's to keep you going until you can get actual help yeah. there's not that many people i'm sure i'm sure it's not unheard of but there are not that many people you do it go, oh i'm better now staying alive by the pgs yeah. The, oh, yeah and you've center. got to, you've got you've got to push further down than you would think like i think like really compress their chest really far down like you, it's not unusual that you'd break someone's rib apparently if they're wow. the Heimlich man- maneuver as well apparently uh breaking a rib isn't isn't unheard of and it's like you just need to do it. You need to save the life. Yeah, but um, I'm gonna break your ribs. Yeah, she um yeah. doesn't no, need don't. to do it quite that hard. She does. <laughs> she does manage to bring um, oh, favorite ribs. Oh, oh, <laughs> really complain about it? Oh, you broke my rib. I wasn't even choking. I literally went Heimlich. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't even eating anything. It's just a wrestling move you've come up with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but it's not it's not all over. And you know, I'll say this about the films as well. I think any one of these, with you know, with the exception maybe of the last part of the third one, you could get away with watching this as a standalone. There are clear links to others, 
especially like in the last, you know, five, 10 minutes of each one, but all of them stand alone reasonably well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. If we, if we had to wait, like, I don't know, a couple of years for the next part, I could have done that. It wasn't like yeah. I was, I mean, obviously keen to find out what happens next, but at the same time, it wasn't like, I was like, right. What's what's up next? Get another one on. Yeah. Um, so obviously when everything kind of ends and they bring Sam back from the dead, the police, I think they blame Simon and Kate who obviously died. So and these bloody these yeah. bloody drunkies, they came in there and then sliced their own heads up. Yeah, Sam and Dina get essentially get back together, and you think it's gonna be a nice ending, but then Sam goes all possessed, stabs Dina, um, who gets a call back from the person who died in 1978 and says, There's no escaping the witch, she's gonna fuck you up. And that's what happens. So they tie up a possessed Sam and take her. Do they take it? Is it this movie where they take her somewhere? Or is she just tied up at the end of this I one? I think she's just it's just tied up. She calls Sarah Fear. Not says, Sarah. Yeah, <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Not Sarah Fear. Britain. She's like, she's like Sean. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Back she's, on, she's on the phone to the person that calls her back when Sam goes mm-hmm. snooker loopy and her name appears. Um, we see that we see <laughs> she's she down. John Virgo puts a little waistcoat on snooker in you tonight big break stab <laughs> but no she um she is captured and tied up by the phone cord um and then at some point I'm not sure if it's I think it's the start of the next one where they turn up with her tied up and say we need to talk I think she shows yeah, her brother yeah. first this one ends with her brothers up on the internet and at the time, right. we don't know that, um, we, for all we know, Dina has been done in by Sam, and it, it's maybe a cold ending. Stab wounds don't done. seem to do much to people in this movie. Oh, especially yeah. that you get a stab wound in the stomach, which I'm pretty sure is a horrible way to die. It's horrible, yeah. slow death, I believe. Um, but, yeah, but obviously that happens. In the second film, someone's mul- stabbed multiple times, like probably like two dozen. Uh, what and... you need is a bit of CPR, though. <laughs> Are you all right? Do you want this EpiPad in your heart over, over and over and over and over? That's what he was stabbing her with. I thought yeah. I had a knife. It's a bloody EpiPen. Now she's really alive. Yeah. Now she's really energized. She's coming for me. <laughs> she's turned into like a being of pure energy, like that end of Futurama when Fry's had all the coffees. He's just, yeah. really, he's just really calm. Him just pushing the monsters out the way. Um, like Mr. Burns when he's glowing. When he's... <laughs> yeah. You would think that um, if someone had been stabbed, and we'll come to it in a minute, as many times that lady at the end of number two has, if you gave a CPR, you'd just be like spraying blood out of her, like a yeah, like a sprinkler. Yeah, but no, I mean, that isn't, isn't I'm, that I'm not, I'm not a medical expert in any sense, but I was like, this is very silly. I'm yeah. not believing this. Well, my original thought, because we we hear in the first one how this person, her heart stopped, and she was brought back. I thought, you know, it's set at a lake. Trivia on this film, filmed at the same place as um, Friday the Thirteenth, the original. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the original. Yeah. yeah I heard second, it was... second best camp-based horror. Oh, sleep <laughs> I heard it was one of the Friday the Thirteenth. I, I might have been, it was the first. I thought it, I just made an assumption it was the original because of the lake and some of the pictures that were on the post. Um, it could have been one of the others. I, yeah. Let's say it's the first one because I like that. It's a better story, isn't it? Yeah. It's more. It's yeah. A bit nicer, <laughs> but yeah, we've we've done the first one. Final, are we going to score everything as we go, or are we going to have a little breakdown and do some rankings of the first one and its nineties glory? Uh, I'll, I'll score this one now. Yeah, regardless yeah. of what we decided yeah. to. 
to the whole. I mean, I'm going to give it a solid C. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I have to explain myself. I think, I mean, you can explain yourself. I think about probably like a C plus. This was probably the one out of all three of them that outstayed its welcome for me the, the yeah, most. Yeah, that's, that's it. I got bored is the thing. It just got, yeah, it got to a point where I was getting a bit bored. It got to a bit where I was like, in terms of the plot, I just didn't feel invested in really anyone or anything at mm. this stage. Um, and yeah, and the, the constant need to just smash me over the head with, this is in the 90s, don't you know? It's the 90s. I was a bit like, all right, all right, all right. I got it. Um, but yeah, for me, it, it gets better, so... I'm glad to start at C plus. I'm with you, Ben. A C plus from me. Like I like the '90s aesthetic. Like you, I found just the sheer volume of of musical stings a little bit much. Um, yeah. But I like a lot of the. I like a lot of the people in. I like the references to Scream. I think it was a nice tribute to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know the action sequences like that beginning scene and some of the ones towards the end like the bit in the supermarket where they're being pursued by the by the baddies yeah it's good it's got some nice tension to it but yeah I think all the actors are great as well you know yeah, yeah young like young crop of like really solid actors hopefully they'll stick with the horror genre and continue to do some good stuff in there yeah, yeah. But, so, yeah uh, but yeah a C plus for me enjoyable cool <clears throat> so the second part pretty much we drop right in uh, after the end of the first part we're still in 1994 dina and josh have restrained sam and they take her to we're saying c berman but her name's ziggy isn't it um reveal for later but yeah oh, she's yeah. c burnham but um, um and she's yes. like obviously a bit paranoid she's like got loads of locks on the door she's a bit like um uh, what's her name in the latest Halloween movie? Uh, Laurie Strode. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, maybe that's deliberate then. Even though it's yeah. a different... Because otherwise we don't have a... Oh, actually, maybe the Bernie face milkman is a Michael Myers. Because he's got a funny, smooth uh, face. Yeah. yeah. He's got, and he's got a kitchen knife. Michael Myers lick, lick people. Maybe Freddy's he does behind bit, the Freddy's mask. A bit, Freddy's a bit licky. <laughs> maybe he's a combination of the two. The lickiness of Freddy. The smooth-facedness yeah. of Michael Myers. And yeah. as it's getting darker, my hat is disappearing into the into the. <laughs> it looks like you're being forced to not wear your hat. I don't like it. Yeah, your hat is disappearing into loud. into your image there. <laughs> but yeah, Shattered. so yeah, we and then we get we we very quickly. Um, you're right. So C Burnham, Burnham is. Paranoid, she's staying in the house at the Richard. She's got plans for everything, but she doesn't manage to lock one of her windows. And we think the monsters have come in, but it's not. It's uh, it's our heroes from the last one. And then very, very quickly, it's like really just a framing scene, right? To take us into a flashback to 1978. Yeah. Yeah. So they so they bring Sam, who's possessed, to Ziggy, basically asking for help. But then Ziggy's like, oh, the last time. Uh, so when all this happened was in 1978 at Camp Nightwing um, and then my sister got killed and initially yeah. I was like which one is she supposed to be yeah I think you're ah. you're in it's you're <laughs> intended to think you're the other she's the other sister right Cindy Berman but for reasons unknown another thing that I didn't get will come to it at the end of this one I don't understand why they changed the names because your parents are going to know I'll 
that's my other daughter. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a bit confusing. Yeah. See, so this... see Burnham. And we have Sadie Sink plays Ziggy, another Stranger, um, things. Stranger things alum. Another Stranger yeah. Things alum. She's great, <laughs> but is on her way to being like typecast in this type of role, right? <laughs> like you're a bit of a tomboy kid who's sort of rough and tough. Yeah. Rough and tumble. And everyone thinks you're a bloody witch. Oh, I know. Uh, this is, yeah. This oh, is yeah. Right well from the rough start. at this beginning. Yeah. It, I mean, things it, happen in this in terms of like bullying where I'm like, come on, surely not. This is It ridiculous. reminds me of um, I saw similar complaints for Stephen King's It. But the bullies in It um, they're going to carve their initials into, yeah. into one of the kids. Into the Ben's, Ben's stomach. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So um, I mean, this time they're going to like burn it. Yeah. I'm going to cut your ears off and shit down your neck. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, they so this... do. They are gonna. They're gonna burn her. But also, the thing that gets me about this scene is, it feels like that the lead bully girl would not have a handle on Ziggy Berman at all because she already like punches her in the face and she has a like feet free, and she's quite fighty. And yeah. you would imagine that what would happen is the whole thing with the whole shady side Sunnydale thing. It feels like the shady side kids are all rougher and come from broken homes. I feel like with a step close to reality, they would terrorize the perfect and privileged Sunnydale kids. They'd be <laughs> yeah, like, they'd be like true. burgling their houses, and she would beat the shit out of her. Yeah, yeah. You're a witch. Um, oh, what? What? Yeah, and she like practically breaks, and she like elbows her in the face at the Whilst beginning. Tied up. Yeah, but um, yeah. Nevertheless, she's still being bullied, but they she's rescued by. A young um, fella by the name of Future Sheriff Good. Yeah, young That's Nick a long Good. First name. Uh, so yeah, obviously, I guess in terms of framing this one, if 1994 is like Scream, by the way of like young adults, this is this is Friday the Thirteenth, isn't it? This is absolutely Friday the Thirteenth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, like camp I, camp slashes, right? And yeah, I, I kind of, if you would put, if you would like put put it out for me and said like what what kind of movie would you prefer like a scream-esque movie or a friday mm-hmm. the 13th i always feel like i would definitely go for scream but i i enjoyed this world so much more than yeah. 1994 yeah me too yeah this is probably my favorite one spoilers yeah i think this might be my favorite yeah. bit because yeah i don't know if the feeling was good i think the kills were more spaced out like and the kills are great yeah yeah, and kill- I, I think the mythology it did a it did a much better job of establishing the mythology and making me care about a the characters, but also them resolving this this scenario as well. Whereas in the mm-hmm. first yeah. one, I felt like things were just happening, and I was along for the ride. With this one, it felt like I was properly invested. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Think, I think, yeah, that's to do with the characters. I feel like the the lead character in this is, is quite a bit more interesting. Like the, the underdog kind of character. Uh, and also her, yeah. her, the relationship with her sister was quite interesting. Nice little dynamic there. And also yeah. we get more of the mist. I think what it is as well, it feels like we're getting to learn more about the mystery of Sarah Fear as they go on the ground and they find the blob. And mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we get to, we get to see someone possessed in, in real time. I don't know, it, it feels, there's, I don't know, there's more meat there to, to chew on and, and get into. And yeah. yeah. And- it probably does a lot, like a lot of its strengths could, let's to be fair to the series here, some of its work and the exposition it doesn't have to do is because 
there was some of it done in the previous film. Hmm. Yeah. So, you know, it, it is self-contained, but it's other pieces we have. Yeah, we, we get that we're able to build on the pieces we've already been given rather than having to put a lot of time into exposition. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's kind of that. There's obviously a moment where a nurse goes a bit nuts, and I think and there's she like a story. Is, uh, she's she's the Ruby's of, mom, the one right, that's yeah. the she's the the switch. What's it called? The like the cutthroat razor killer that we've seen in yeah. the first one. Hair, the hairdresser, the Amy Winehouse. Oh, I didn't even, <laughs> even pick that up. Yeah, Amy Winehouse oh, killer nice. is the is, so is a bit the daughter. Where, so she attacks Cindy's boyfriend Tommy. Uh, kind of like tries to stab him and says that he's going to die that night. She gets like removed from the camp by the police. Um, and I think the rumor is, oh, she was possessed by Sarah fear and her daughter was possessed as well. And uh, I think no one actually says it, but I suppose it's supposed to plant that seed where we're like, Oh, is Tommy now going to be possessed somehow? She says that she saw his name on the wall, which we know is what happens when you get bloody possessed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And, um, um, and they find a diary as well, don't they? The nurse's diary. Yeah, the nurse um, has been investigating and Cindy Berman, so Ziggy's older sister, is trying to work out what has happened and why this you know, kind lady who they liked has suddenly gone mad. And she's with her roommate who doesn't like her anymore. They've fallen out because she's a blooming snitch. Um, snatch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's snatch. also the other, the other two characters, there's... Um... Uh, the like the stoner couple. See, this was another one where it introduced a character who I really was like, oh, for God's sake, they're annoying. Oh, who do they think they are? They think they're so edgy, you know, like, oh, all we want to do is smoke drugs and have sex. And yeah. I don't know, the the the, the girl character, what was, what was her name? The the young girl with the really her short name hair? Is... is Sheila? No, Sheila's <laughs> Sheila's somewhere else. <laughs> Sheila's Sheila's. There is a Sheila, but there is a Sheila. Else. I think she's the, I think she's the enemy, the bully. Oh, so it's Alice. 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 So she was annoying initially. I was like, oh god, like the way she speaks to Cindy was proper doing my nut. But I guess again, another good thing where we get enough of a backstory about her, where we're like, okay, right, I kind of understand. Oh, yeah this yeah. and understand you kind of you get you get sympathy for all these people and it really builds that picture of their town is a shell most of the people's parents are completely absent and or alcoholics so everyone has clearly got loads of problems so not only are there semi-regular terrible murders but there are but everyone has like you know it's really socially deprived they have loads of like problems that are going on mm-hmm. on there so yeah they're all having a bad time which is where sort of cindy Cindy Bergman's motivation is that she's tried her best to be as perfect as she can because she intends to get out of the town and move on up to uh, move on up to Sunnydale. Hmm. Yeah. So obviously they, after finding the diary, they go and try and find Sarah Fear's house, which is apparently somewhere in the woods, isn't it? Yeah. Um, is there a, like, a grave? The, the grave. Yeah, there's a grave. Uh, yeah, because we find out the nurse has been looking for Sarah Fear's missing hand because that, as the yeah. legend goes, is the source of her power until you reunite the body and the hand, which the yeah. goodies found the body at the um, mm-hmm. in the middle of the first one and reburied it. So like, 
as a viewer as well, you're thinking, right, if they find the hand, then you can put the two pieces together mm. and you've and you've done it. And the nurse has been looking, but she hasn't found it. And that's what all the graves are. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, I think from there, there's like a hole in the ground or something. That that's when they go into it. And he finds the ritual site. Yeah, yeah, there's like a ritual site, all classic witchy stuff. Um, and then they find the stone as well, a wall basically with all the names of the shady side killers carved into it, including uh, Cindy's boyfriend Tommy. And I think initially she she says to Alice, "You did that," and she's like, yeah, well, right, just, "Done it just just right now, did I with my finger now?" Uh, yeah, and. Tommy like pretty much just turns, doesn't he? There's no, yeah. T- turns on the other boyfriend. Yeah, he grabs an axe no... from the side. Oh god, he smashes this guy's face in. Yeah, like, like there's not much left of it by the time he's done. There's a lot of that though with this axe. Um, obviously Tommy's weapon of choice, but there's a hell of a lot of axe smashing faces. Yeah, he's a real. He's one of the mainstays, I would say. And he he appeared in a masked form in the first film as well. He's mm. a he has yeah. a little difference from a Jason in that he does a run. He'll he'll properly yeah. get a sprint on with his axe. Yeah. So he's quite a menacing force. And he's a big, like a big a big guy that can really swing that axe as well. Mm. And you're right, like the other boyfriend gets smashed to bloody custard, doesn't he? With the with yeah. this axe, like in front of the other characters. And um again, one of the like brutal killing scenes. And then we have this maniac on a rampage. Yeah. yeah. So to get so away, going... they go deeper into the cave, and they find uh, there's like a a labyrinth. In fact, does one of them get an ankle snapped? Oh, that's when yeah. she touches the pulsating yeah. mass, and it gives her a scary vision, and she trips over while she's legging it about. So she sees loads yeah. of like ghostly visions of people who've been killed by all of these killers. Uh, yeah, she snaps her ankle, but then Tommy, while they're all in the labyrinth trying to escape. Tommy just goes up into the camp and just goes on a horrible, murderous rampage, killing everyone. Like, 
What's that? Okay. Little kid, okay. little kid, little dweeb with glasses. He's dead. Get his head off. Only, only shady side kids. And the film yeah. does hold back in that we we see characters who are, for all intents and purposes, adults get mashed, but we just see other. We just see kids at this point. The violence not actually happening to them. We just see that they have made into chunks afterwards, right? Mm. And we it's, see some chunks afterwards. Yeah. Just we just we just see the chunks. chunks. We don't see yeah. that. We don't see the process of how the chunks are made on uh, <laughs> on screen. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and they're getting these shady side kids, which is a pity because by and large those Sunnydale kids deserve it. They got it coming. They're right pieces of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you think you think curse or no? At some point someone from the underprivileged Sunnydale would have gone mad and killed a load of people, sorry, underprivileged shady side would have gone and started beating up or killing kids from Sunnydale just for generations of oppression. But no, they leave it to the curse. Yeah. Let the curse sort it out, come on. Uh, so yeah, um, Cindy and Alice managed to like escape. Well, there's a bit obviously earlier where, not earlier, sorry, there's a bit now where Ziggy is having like a bit of to and fro when the girls who was bullying her she locks her in, in a toilet she gets covered in bugs but then with the help the of underground... nick good yeah yeah with nick nick... oh yeah so she's like befriended nick good as well and she's getting quite close to him because he up. likes he likes stephen king and he likes um and i like that he then references that stephen king's actually really popular it's yeah. fine yeah. it's not a it's not a weird thing that i like him um yeah. <laughs> i'm a bit weird you know oh yeah oh I'm proper alternative i love Foo Fighters. A lot of people love Foo Fighters. <laughs> Foo Fighters sell out Wembley like every year. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm edgy, you know right? Uh, not edgy, just in my music and film taste. Uh, sports as well. Um, support a Manchester team. Not the one you'd think, though. <laughs> <laughs> I support oh, Accrington Stanley. Okay. <laughs> Who are they? Exactly. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. We're knocking the references out of the park. <laughs> Um, thank you the um yeah so it's all it's all it's all about it there's tommy is there i wonder if they called him tommy because that is the name of like the anti-jason and um interestingly i think it, you're right jason and i'm thinking jason the opposite jason is tommy from the power rangers green ranger red ranger situation uh, going on of course. here oh, i like Which it I'm pretty sure that's what they were going for yeah i'll not i'll know the I'll spot the Easter eggs, even if they didn't intend them to yep. be there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one. Yeah. In many ways, rivals, but a lot of ways, yeah. the best of friends. I like that one where Jason was injured and Tommy gave him that cool shield he had for a bit. Oh, what an episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that, like, foam gold... Yeah, the gold, the gold shoulder thing. Shoulder pads. Apparently it was a shield and you could touch it and transfer oh, wow. it over. What an episode. Yeah. Yeah, that was where their friendship. One, well, their friendship was cemented because they obviously started as a baddie, much like uh, much like Tommy did the opposite journey. He started as a goodie, but then became bad. He became a Jason. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. In the film, also. Uh, so at this point, um, they're trying to climb out the toilet. Oh yeah, that yeah. Was they've gross, pulled that was like the way the caves and <laughs> they've got a map, and there's they, just a mountain yeah. of shit at the bottom of the toilet that goes into like. I'm sure someone must have noticed before. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that... I've got a cave down here. 
That toilet goes to that toilet goes literally going? to oblivion. Just have a look. It's literally like you know the long drop toilets at Glastonbury Festival, where if oh, you God. do yeah. want if you do want to do a number two, uh, it's quite entertaining because you can just listen for the splash. Sometimes it takes ten seconds before it lands. Yeah. If you look in there, you can no. catch a reflection. Oh, <laughs> if you look in there, you can just see everything dropping around you. Oh, something oh. winked at me. Looking, looking <laughs> something, into the wi- something winked at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, <can you>, like, <laughs> I rather think that with those situations, those long drop toilets, I think if by any circumstance I ever like was to fall into one of those, I don't think I'd want to be rescued. I think that would just be it for me. Even if I wasn't injured at all, I'd be like, no. <laughs> give up on come... give up on life like Padme, just take a massive breath out and just fade away. Yeah. Does that mean does that mean Carol Car- become a Sith? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll just be like, no, I'm sorry. My heart is broken. I'm never gonna recover from this. I'm just gonna slowly just give up on life would, and wither away like E.T. <laughs> <laughs> you fall in by trying to have a look. That's how you'd fall in. You go oh, and have a look. How curious bloody, you have to be to fall in. That bloody Veruca salt looking over that thing. I don't know how out. curious you can get because the stench is otherworldly. Yeah. You know. You could you could prank someone to fall in, you could butter the sides. <laughs> 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 or margarine, you know. Yeah, I can't believe it's not <laughs> butter. Yeah. <laughs> if someone legs. slipped in, yeah, and he just came and just dunked on downwards, their legs <laughs> closed up like a camp bed. Jesus. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or horrific. just like if you were like at an enemy, you could just drop the phone in there or something. And they'd be like, oh, I want that back, but also I don't. I don't ever want that back. It's gone. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the oh, yeah, okay. So, uh, the girl from Stranger Things is trying to help out her sister with the shitty bucket. Like, she's trying to pull her out of the thing. Get in a That's, bucket, it'll pull you up. It's got to be quite difficult to pull someone with, like, that tiny rope, like, burning their hands. And it yeah. stinks, really smells quite bad. And But uh, at the same time, Tommy, he says, I'm going to nip for the toilet, so I need a number one or two. I'm not sure for yet. And he goes <laughs> Can to have go a look down there? <laughs> and he sees uh, Ziggy and... Right, is it, is it, I don't, I get confused. It's the sheriff, um, not sheriff. Just the other girl. Wait, what? Oh no, sorry. They're pulling up. It's not. It's not the sheriff. It's Buddy Gary, the guy from. um, Yeah, the the guy guy from Halloween. Yeah. Mm. Uh, So obviously he's been typecast as well to be basically brutally murdered by a serial killer. Yeah. Uh, Do you reckon Tom Tommy can only really like swing his axe at things now? So even even if he does need a shit, he's like he needs to wipe his ass, and he just axes the (laughs) axes the toilet paper. I don't know what else to do. Axe that. Axe that. What are you having for dinner? I'm going to axe I mean, the fucking lot of much. it. I mean, because right now, he's not like one of the ghosties that comes along. So he is still a human man that's possessed. I wonder if, yeah. like, possessing evil forces give you a pass if you need the toilet. Like, oh, I, yeah, I needed a wee when you possessed me. So probably going to be more efficient <laughs> if you, you let me just go. You're going to need a wee forever, but you're not going to be able to do it. So that's why yeah. he's so angry. Yeah, that's why he runs everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Out the bloody way. Um, but yeah, he axes poor Gary's head off and he goes tumbling down. Um, but Ziggy manages to escape. Mm. Um, the girl from Sunnydale that was locked in the toilet and attacks her when she goes in, 
she's fine, right? She just I think she knocks her she out. Knocks her out, and she just she's like falls into the toilet. She nearly falls into the toilet. Oh, uh, give up, give up on life into... down there. Like, the sides, the sides have been battered. The rim <laughs> has been battered. <laughs> Who did this? Condor! <laughs> <laughs> You've been buttered. You've been buttered again. Uh, You've been lay packed. Just to something... hear like a <laughs> trumpet sound. <laughs> no, Douglas. <laughs> I can't remember what happens, but I think Alice finds the hand, doesn't she? She brings it up when everyone's yeah, oh, yeah. reunited. Like red, there's blood dripping on it or something. And it's down the toilet. It's red down the moss. toilet. Who yeah. shouted this out? Because <laughs> that's looks... where the hand was chopped, wasn't it? So yeah, that's where the hand got chopped. So they find it and goes, "Oh, that's good. We've got it now." And they also understand that you have to reunite the body with the hand. So yeah. then they go to look where the nurse thinks the body is going to be that's their plan but first they've got to get out from the underground um and in the clues they see that there was once a meeting hall where it comes up um which is going to be the main camp mess hall so they're on their way and while this has been happening there's been some great other like friday the 13th style murders there's the other camp counselor having a sec having sex with the shady side girl who you know also smokes pot the whole thing where you know oh, there's yeah. some kind of transgression. They had sex, they do drugs, and then she gets axed. Loads of other kids that don't transgress and do anything bad, apart from just being like sweet little kids that are bullied by other people get get axed as well. But it's all yeah. going about it. Um, young Sheriff Good says to the sort of douchebag counselor, "Right, get everyone mm. together. Um, you're taking the bus out of here." Yeah, so I was trying to like that they were playing some sort of game of what they call it color war which bearing in mind i don't see any non-white people that live in sunnydale seems (laughs) seems a bit on the nose i did think that um, a couple of times when there was like yeah i was like is this a good name for this thing the color war but but it is Uh, effectively red versus blue maybe it's a camp thing but um yeah 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 i think so i think it's pretty innocent i don't think it's race war implied uh that would be very very problematic uh yeah <laughs> but so they're obviously they're trying to gather all these kids we're still trying to hide and obviously trying yeah, to say, Quit, someone trying to kill you and it's like i'm still gonna hide but a likely truth. story yeah. i want to uh, win <laughs> yeah um but yeah they, they're gathering all these people up together the also thing about the whole sunnydale shady circuit because they're so mean to them if you were shady side, I just we're not going to do things with this town anymore. Like, do your own dickhead stuff. We'll just do our own camp. It is a whole town. Um, but never mind. They still they still go. They haven't learned yet. It's only the seventies. Um, yep. So I think so. They're gathering them so, all up. So around about now, Alice finds the hand. She turns up, but then she gets killed, doesn't she? By Tommy. She gets like. Oh, she gets got after they've killed him once. So they yeah, get out. Right. So um, the sister, C, C burnt. So Cindy, she gets out of into the meeting hall. Um, and basically between her and her sister, they finally reunite. They've been separated. Um, Ziggy has had an encounter with Tommy at some point and and uh, the young sheriff has helped her escape, but she's missed the bus that's taken all of the other campers out. So there's only a few of them left here now. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom, Cindy and Ziggy basically team up and are able to kill Tommy. Um, 
Emily pulls a sack over his head so tight that it takes on the definition of his face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I kind of thought, I was disappointed by this because obviously in the first movie, he's got a sack on his head and in this movie, he hasn't. So I was thinking, oh, I wonder how he gets a sack. I kind of imagined a moment where, I don't know, he saw himself in the mirror and then part of the Tommy was like <laughs> coming through and he was like, right now, got to put, put a sack on my head so that I really embody this. But he ended up having a sack on his head just because someone put it on his head once. Like, so tight. Yeah. They put it on so, so tight that it, yeah, it's it, it can, just it take kind the of the shape of his face. Maybe the yeah, sack was full of and it, it never it came up it. ever again. <laughs> the sack was full of glue. Was, oh, it's yeah. my glue still, sack. <laughs> have you still got that sack on your head that I put on there all those years ago? <laughs> yeah. I can't get it off, all right. Embarrassing. It's full of glue. I understand um, that like when he when he dies in it, I imagine that's like because Whenever yeah, something changes yeah, at that yeah. point, they, the the goo just kind of remakes them in that image. That's a um, good point, yeah. But it doesn't even shift. Can you imagine that though? What a what a blow though! It's getting stuck with a sack on your head. Yeah. Like, Wait, how does he an... see? You can someone see drew... through a sack. Yeah. Yeah, not a good day. It's like imagine someone drew a knob on your head and then you died and then you kept coming <laughs> back as a ghost and you can't see how a knob on your head. You just be like ah. Yeah, if you get yeah. if we find ourselves in like a fear street situation you want to have these things ready to get them <laughs> like you know when you've started to defeat the killer put like a t-shirt on that says put a t-shirt on that says i am a dickhead or <laughs> <laughs> the, take the knife out of the hands so they don't come back with a knife and give them like you know <laughs> yeah bun- bunch of flowers dildo timmy, things like timmy that mallet. <laughs> timmy mallet a bunch yeah. of flowers dildo yeah, yeah. um yeah, you still kill someone with a dildo, probably. <laughs> I'd say less effectively than an axe. Deathgasm, that's one of the weapons. Have you seen yeah. Deathgasm? Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Oh, I'll put that <clears> on the <throat> list, Ben. That, yeah, right, up your, yeah, yeah. right up your street. Dildo murdering. Dildos. Um, um, yes, but they, they don't. So they, they kill him, basically, the two sisters. And there's been an earlier conversation where Cindy's like, oh, I couldn't kill my boyfriend i love him but when her sister's in danger and now he's a sack face axe man she mm. doesn't hesitate she knifes him a good up knifes him up good and proper um so after this ziggy and yeah. cindy like go to the tree where the witch was hanged with with the hand yeah. in order to because i think at some point ziggy bleeds on the hand and sees a vision yeah sarah fear another, another yeah someone that, someone someone gets a vision going you're right she bleeds on the hand <laughs> Alice comes out, but then after a big, I got big um, deep blue sea vibes from this. She does a big speech about we may yeah. be from a bad town, but if we work yeah, together, yeah. I turned to Karen and just said deep blue sea. She's like, yeah, and then <laughs> <laughs> and then she Amazing. gets axed. Um, That's it. And then the, the sister comes, and this is where we get the same as we had in the first movie. The gang's all here, all the baddies from. Various period, gone by. periods. Yeah. Ruby turns back up. The the the, the melty face milkman turns up. They're all kind of equidistant as well, from the yeah. the the tree. Is it the tree, right? Yeah, and yeah. they're walking towards it. Yeah, and, uh, uh, and then they Cindy... get put up. And then so Cindy pretty much realizes that they're only after Ziggy because she activated the curse, um, and she like drops the hand, sacrifices herself, but they. Both get like murdered, but well, they're both Repeat- definitely dead. So, yeah, one's get- like- so they dig, they yeah, they dig up the grave, but it's just a stone that says, uh, "Psych, the, ri- uh-huh. the witch will live forever." <laughs> Lol. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, yeah. IDST. It's like, oh, I can't even break it. It will always be a curse. Um, <laughs> um, and then, yeah, the sacrifice doesn't really work. They both get got and die in like a dramatic reaching out for each other pose, but not really. So Cindy's definitely dead because she gets axed repeatedly in the chest. Yeah, right horribly. in the heart. But luckily, Ziggy's getting sort of like stabbed in the side, and I get yeah. and I guess the killer's not going in all that deep. He's just kind of like missing him. the organs every time. Yeah, because <laughs> when because after after it happens and the, all the killers kind of go away, uh, a CPR a young, just right as rain. <laughs> a young Nick Good turn, turns out does his best CPR and she's fine, and nobody goes. Have you been stabbed forty eight times? Yeah, but the CPR plugged all, all my wounds. I'm fine. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's what we didn't see in the cut scene. He puts loads of plasters on his hands. And when he's pumping, he's just putting one on at each of the spots where there's, a, where there's a cut. And uh, yeah, she's, she's well. And then for reasons unknown to anyone, apart from so we can have a dramatic twist, <laughs> we know that it's now Ziggy that's alive, even though the adult character looks a lot more like a sister. And it makes sense. She would grow up to look a bit more like her older sister, I guess. But then... Um, Young, yeah. young, young, good says, "Oh, that's uh, that's uh, that's uh, that's the sister that is." At any point, instead. did you feel like young Nick Good was a bit dodgy? Because I never really did in this film. No, <clears throat> in the first I thought one. he was the sheriff that was either good or bad or corrupt or didn't believe them. But once it became magic, I just thought he's a clueless sheriff. And when he was a kid, he's nice. That's exactly yeah. what I thought. Yeah. But it kind of does kind of suggest because even at the end of this one, he says to somebody about. Doesn't someone say something to him about him being becoming sheriff when he's older? Yeah, it's like, oh, you're, it's your yeah. destiny. You'll always be the sheriff, like your, like your dad and all that stuff. Yeah. And he has a conversation like, oh, what if that's not what I wanna really do. want to be? What if I want to become a professional roller skater? Fuck off. Um, yeah, but, but his brother um, became, was he always born to be the prime minister? Yeah, the like... prime minister. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure if the brother have always been a brother that's a prime minister. It's just in the modern day that he has a brother that's prime minister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Um, <clears throat> so, so yeah, then we go back to so Ziggy lives, and uh, then we go back to 1994, where her real name's Christine, um, and they talk about breaking the curse again. That the camp was turned into the Shady Side Mall. So Dina and Josh go dig out the hand from underneath the same tree. Luckily, it's still there, even though it's like what three inches in the ground. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No That's animals handy. have got no animals have got those things. Like nothing. No. Well, actually, I guess it's in. I guess it's in the mall. And also, you they, can just walk into the mall. Yeah, that's handy. So they take it to the place where the body is buried, which is where Sam like touched it, bled on it. Uh, Dina reunites the body with the hand, thinking that that's pretty much going to be it. She says, "I but, got you, bitch. This is it now." Got your bitch, and then her nose starts bleeding, which happened earlier in the first movie. Uh, and she sees a vision, sees herself in a reflection, and it's nine, it's sixteen sixty six, and she is in the body of Sarah Fear, and a whole movie worth of flashback <laughs> is about to happen. And off well, we go. Surprisingly, not a whole movie. I was expecting a whole movie, but it's only thirty two minutes. Th- or two so. thirds of a movie. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so the third one goes right into that, doesn't it? I think there's. There's, the, yeah. there's a recap with a weird little skip recap button on the bottom right corner what, of the screen. Uh, Before you go into it, should we raise this one? Oh, yeah. yeah sorry. Yeah. I mean, uh, um, I'll, I'll go first again. Um, I'm going to go with a B. 
I I just think this one was way more enjoyable. I think that the the, the killing aspect, if there's a lot more danger, it's a lot more killing, which is what I just want to watch. As much killing as possible, please. And you slash um, movies, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just really fun. Uh, fun and the, the setting, uh, I think it just, I don't know, it, it was just way more fun to watch, way, had a lot more pace to it. Uh, yeah, I, I think I agree with that. I think I'd go for a B as well. I, re I really enjoyed it, and I think I sort of explained why at the start of this review. But yeah, I just felt more invested this time yeah. around, more so than the first part. Yeah, it's a triple threat on this one. This is my favourite one, I think. I'm going to give this one a B as well. And um, yeah, I, I love the aesthetic. I love the, I love the way that the killings actually work out. There's some creative choices here. And reminds me of some of my old favourites, but without being as close to them. I think it does a lot more to distance itself and be its own thing, as well as a homage to what was. Yeah, yeah. Agree with that, definitely. <laughs> so uh, this uh, next one, I actually uh, felt like it failed a little bit at that homage element. For me, anyway, I don't know how, how you. But I felt like it was only homaging one film, um, which is like The Witch. Yeah. So The Witch. Although maybe there's some, maybe there's some other things in there. Um, oh, what's the Dan Stevens one? Uh, the is it the Disciple? The Dan I know what you mean. Yeah, what it's called there. Oh, I think we even reviewed <clears throat> that on this. We did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's done it's it. It's called Apostle. Apostle. Yeah. Um, Close. I, yeah, I, I guess this kind of those feelings, the disciple. <laughs> it's got that kind of feeling to it, but you're right. It's primarily and a story of the witch. The <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit like that. It reminded me of. Do you know what? Sleepy Hollow a little bit as well. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. just from like, I guess Sleepy Hollow is obviously set a bit later than. 16. I'm gonna. I'm going to fire into this one from the very beginning. My hugest, my problem with this one was, man, those accents made it a hard, a hard run for the first forty-five minutes to an hour of this movie. The accents, they just couldn't seem to commit to them. Sometimes it felt like they were really trying, and other times it felt like zero percent effort. So I was like, oh, do one or another, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I just feel like because. I don't think if they hadn't bothered and they just had them speaking as normal, knowing that it was a... If they could have kept their accents, but perhaps done like, you know, just generic old-timey speak, mm -hmm. that would have worked. But and I, I, this isn't a criticism of what is, you know, young, largely American actors. Like, accents like... I had to look up the trivia. It is meant to be an Irish accent, but, like trying to do those accents is hard at the best of times. I couldn't do an Irish accent. I live far closer to Ireland and probably interact with you know, people from there a lot more than some of those actors do. So it's really tough. But as a result, it felt really jarring in a, in a series that had a lot of credibility and I didn't necessarily see the seams of the filmmaking up to this point. Mm -hmm. Like, it made it really tough to get into that the third part as it started at the beginning. I think because it included so many actors <laughs> from both movies in a way, it kind of felt like, I don't know, like a stage production, something about it made me feel yeah, like a sort of yeah. stage production or like, um, I don't know, like a sort of 
high school or a school like like theater thing or something like that because i felt like i, I recognize all of these people and i've seen them as different actors and now they're doing accents and i'm like i know that's not them so i was kind of not i was taken out yeah. of it in that way i can understand what what they were kind of doing there having the, the characters oh yeah I actors think was, from the previous, but but i don't i didn't like it i think we're like with american horror story uh they tend to use the same actors again for different roles in different seasons but the fact is this is one universe i felt like they should have been different even just have the one uh, dina play the seraphia person and just have everyone else as other characters played by other actors i don't know i think well, they needed to do that although the actor who played sheriff good was he looked different enough in this i had no one. idea it was him <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. that was pretty much it. So obviously, beard and long hair, but I think he he was good at just being different character, and I believed him and his accent. I think he carried it off. He might not be American either. He might be Australian. Got you. Okay. Mm -hmm. So he's doing an accent all the time. He has to do two different ones. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the that was the toughest sell for me, and it genuinely did take me about you know, 10 minutes to start ignoring it. And maybe this is an effect of the fact I did literally watch it the day after I watched the previous one as well. Maybe had I left it a week in between, I wouldn't have cared. But yeah, I literally yeah. just heard them talking normally. Hmm. Um, and then they went for, like, I would say, arguably one of the, without speaking in another language entirely and having to learn that, I'd say one of the hardest accents you could attempt to do as an actor, right? Convincingly. Well, the New England accent. No, I... the Irish accents they were trying to do. All right. I thought it was like um, they were doing uh, whatever you call them from the witch, the New England settlers thing. Oh, I'm not sure. I read the trivia that said that the. It sounded it sounded Irish. Irish. It definitely it's, sounded it was, Irish. It was but... meant to. It was meant to be Irish, but I I took it as. Irish that sometimes became the north of England. Yeah. That sometimes went somewhere very different. Like it sometimes was was just kind of American, I think. Yeah, I think their uh, natural accents just broke through on a number so of occasions. Also, yeah, yeah. So also obviously Dina is inside the body of Sarah Fear experiencing it, but it's not like she's Dina as Dina from 1994 walking around in the body of Sarah Fear. She kind of just is a vision and then she is Sarah Fear experiencing yeah. it as she's as yeah. she did. She is Wishbone playing that character. <laughs> yeah. When when Wishbone I thought about Wishbone for years. <laughs> oh, I fucking love Wishbone. Um, but <laughs> um, but she's Wishbone in this story. She's telling the story as is. She's not ad libbing it. She's not Doctor Sam Beckett quantum leaping into it. She's not looking at a reflection in that water and going, "Oh boy!" And then Al turns up and like tells her how she needs to make the history play out. She is. A passenger in this vision, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Wishbone. Wow. Um, you don't so get it in any other horror podcast, guys. Not a single one do you get. Wishbone. Surprised if many people know what what we're talking about. Wishbone. It's basically a little dog. Yeah. Who <laughs> recreated like Ivanhoe. And yeah, Robin classic Hood. literature. Yeah. <laughs> plays all. He plays the hero in every song. What a talented dog. Yeah. And he was a very small dog. It wasn't like a, a big dog. He's no, a... if he if he'd been in this film, I reckon his accent would have been cock on. 
So yeah. in terms of Sarah Fear's <laughs> life in 1666, there are some uh, parallels to D- Dina's. Obviously, that she's got um, a lover who, what's her name in this one? Hannah. Her name's, so essentially the same actress who plays Sam in 1994 and 1978, it plays Hannah. Um, it's obviously a bit of a different time, 1666, in terms of if you're going to show any form of homosexuality, you could, people are going to, that everyone's a religious nut or they're going to think you're a witch or both. Yeah, oh, yeah. The so, yeah. slightest thing goes wrong, like in many ways. Oh, you like you like watch a you like watch a thing like gravity where things are in space. The slightest things goes wrong in space and you can die. If you live in the past, you think normal pedestrian life on Earth not as dangerous as space, but no, because if the slightest thing goes wrong, like if your milk is off one day, it's the bloody devil, isn't it? He's he's at it. He's the the it's devil's the devil. And if you go, oh, sorry, I think I left that milk out. Uh, that's why it's gone off. You're a witch. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Can't just invited, relax. You couldn't relax. You've invited the devil in here. My hair's really frizzy today. Yeah. You know this is? <laughs> it's it's the not devil. the 30 degree heat. It's the no. devil. It's the yeah. devil. Like, it's, it's parting in the middle of this. Someone's invited the devil into this community. I'm going to find <laughs> out who it is. And also, it seems like a way of people just getting rid of people they don't like. Yeah, you know I mean, like, well, I don't really like one that guy who does he because he yeah. gets punched in the punched in the knackers. Yeah, he even the knackers. So he tries knows. he tries it on with Hannah, and I think Dina says something about him having a boner. Yeah, which he's got. Says, he's, te- oh, he's tenting all over the place, and everyone laughs. Tenting <laughs> all over the town. He says, "Oh, like go and go and find Ostershag if you want. I'm sure they will overlook your oh yeah your things." If anything, a I, guess a horse would, I guess a horse it would be a more bear, judgmental yeah. because horses got massive cocks, famously. <laughs> yeah. And they're judgmental bastards. Famously. Yeah. You know? Horses that really... <laughs> like, if you look at a horse, they look at you like... Oh, judgmental. I've, I've always been scared of horses. Yeah, it's not because yeah. of the the size difference. No, There's I think always it's a... because they can kick you in the chest hard enough to stop your heart. That's what scares me about horses. Yeah. And um, they, they can... Like, bite your fingers off and stuff as well. I don't think they do very often. Uh, <laughs> but, they dog, but they can. They can, yeah. That's that, <laughs> but that's they that can. Pret- there's a potential there. I just don't understand. I don't know how to read them, like with dogs and cats. I feel like I know yeah. what they're saying to me. But horses. Yeah. Horses. They're very, it's very difficult to really get to know a horse. I'm sure people do, but I'm not around them enough. Yeah. To know. I can't. I can never. I not like horses. Type. I like to look at them from a safe distance. I don't even like to look at them. No, oh, distance. If there's one, if there was a fence between <laughs> us, I'd like you know maybe offer it a carrot, maybe pat it on the nose, but I yeah. don't like it when you walk through the fields and they're there. You walk like, through fields and there's a horse like, in the field could, with you. I'm running. You could get me if you wanted to. There'd be nothing I could do about you. it. <laughs> don't show this, fear. Otherwise, it comes after you. Don't yeah. show oh. Sarah fear. <laughs> we walked. We were walking around here actually. Then with the with the dogs. Oh, yeah. And uh, a horse tried to stomp on Axel, but he got out of the way. <laughs> oh God, Jesus! And I like Christ. Karen was ahead with them, and the horses were trying to stomp on them, and I was stuck, and I couldn't get through the gate because the horse was standing in front of the gate, so I couldn't open it. Planned. Just standing there, like I ain't moving. Planned. Yeah, it's a trap. You know what? You know why they did that? The horses. Trying... Witchcraft. Yeah, which is... I think witchcraft. Someone's yeah. invited the devil into that community. <laughs> And yeah. that's what you say if someone does the slightest thing, getting back on the topic of the film, because someone 
sees um, sees Seraphia, um, you know, Kiss- expressing her love, kissing, kissing. yeah, kissing, kissing. <laughs> I saw you smooching. <laughs> but yeah, they um, and then there's a blight on all of the there's a blight on all the crops. Seraphia is yeah. very capable. She delivers the baby pigs. Um, takes one to Solomon. Solomon Good. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. The pig is is named like uh, Black Philip, uh, yeah. or he's the equivalent. He even uh, he says, "Would thou thou like to live really tastily?" <laughs> yeah, slight, <laughs> just slightly different. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> would wouldst thou like to eat fresh? <laughs> I, well, would. I mean, well, so um, Pig Philip, um, she she wakes up. The brother wakes her up and says, "Pig Philip's done a bad thing." Um, or it's not Philip, it's, it's a it's a, a female pig. Uh, yeah, Black Pippa. And... Before he's done that though, because the yeah. dog the dog is missing, and the other thing oh, yeah. as a brief aside. The brother, like after they've had this big, because they all did all this kissing and making fun of people and stuff on a special like full moon ceremony where they visited a witch um, and she said something cryptic to them. But the brother wakes her up and goes, "Um, wake up, you've overslept. It's almost 6.30, it's gone 6.30 and I've already finished most of the chores. I put it to you, younger brother, that if you can almost have finished all the chores by yourself by 6.30, probably getting up earlier than you need to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what time did you get up? Quarter past quarter past one. <laughs> all right. Goes to bed nights. at 9 a.m. I, I did the <laughs> night shift. <laughs> Jesus. I've almost done the morning's chores. It's half six. You are very late. Yeah. Um, so, uh, pepper, black Black Pepper the pig, <laughs> Black Pepper has eaten. Oh Why yeah, she, or he's like uh, she's like eating all of the pig. Gruesome. Yeah, she's, she's like still munching on them. It, gets, um, it focuses on loads. You see it, then you see it again. Then you can hear goes it. Get, goes and gets an axe, and then it focuses it again. Oh, That's nice. right. Yeah, give give us an axe, and she chops you know, up like the she pig. Does that a bit quick? Gets the axe. I mean, probably just don't have any more babies with it. I mean, you could do anything with it before you have to. Yeah, if it's a, if it's livestock and you're going to use it for that purpose anyway, might as well have done that. But everything's going wrong basically the next morning. Like the food is all rotten. There's black blight everywhere. The apples are all gone bad. There's bits in the flour. The pasta. Got, uh, um, he's going mealworm doesn't. He's going oh, the pasta. <laughs> I thought you meant like the pasta storage that they have. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> The noodles. We don't, we don't we we don't know what's happened to their spaghetti. Oh, I ordered bows and I've got the little spirals. Fuck! This is wholemeal. <laughs> it takes slightly Yuck. longer to cook. Yeah. Um, yeah, the um the pastor, as in the priest, he's whispering away to himself. He's gone, he's yeah. gone mad. He's got flies flying around his head. I don't know if that's yeah. key. He's doing what stinks. Tommy uh, was doing in the second yeah. one. He's got flyers whispering to him, and he's gone a bit. He's gone a bit off. Yeah, he's gone a bit off. He's gone a bit manky as well. But before they can investigate that further, um, Sarah is cast out because everyone basically knows. Because let's face it, for something that is 
a terrible danger to them in the past. After they've done it the once, they've done some kissing in the woods and they're worried that someone's seen them. They go back to town and in worrying about it in the town square, kiss some more. I mean, if you're worried... (laughs) (laughs) Are you worried? Yeah, but I feel like having a kiss would make it better. Yeah. Yeah, Will the kiss in turn not make you worry more? Yeah, then we might have to kiss again after that. Yeah. All right. Effect- effectively, forbidden kisses in 1666 are like Pringles. Once you pop, it's really quite difficult to Not stop. Not much so out there in more. the way of entertainment either, was there? So yeah, forbidding forbidding kisses are pretty much all that there is to do. <laughs> now on telly, pigs already had a baby today. You've seen the new pigs. Yeah, and then they've been eaten. <laughs> so you can't see them tomorrow. So <laughs> nothing to look forward to. <laughs> so um. So yeah, she gets cast out and everyone knows, but it doesn't feel like this is a burning situation yet. She's just been shunned because her dad Mm -hmm. is like, oh, this is no good. Oh, and the town is called Union at this point. It's not divided just yet. Yeah. Um, So it's it's the original settlement before it was divided into Sunnyvale and Shadyside or Springfield and Shelbyville. Yeah. So before it's Springfield and Shelbyville, but then everyone's already on edge because all the crops are are going a bit off and then one of the days the pastor has um locked himself in the church with all the kids and people are getting a bit concerned oh yeah no one's thought to go to the back door until solomon gets there so he legs it round and those guys bash the door down and uh my goodness he's done a number on those kids how did he get away with this though because how did he like round them up is he like the pied piper Come into well, this church. Weird, also, did he do so, his eyes first? Sunday. I mean, that seems like, oh, I've messed this up. You come here. <laughs> <laughs> come here. No. Come here, you naughty boy. No, no. <laughs> and also, do all, the kids just, do all the kids sit still while he's got there? He does one eye. He does one of the kids' eyes. And then he goes, right now, it's your turn. He goes, well, I don't want to because you're going to cut my eyes. I like, no, I'm not. Yeah. So you just did hers. Oh, come on, I promise. Cuts their eyes out. Right, who's next? No, I don't want my eyes out either. When one of the dads dropped their kid off the score and said, keep an eye on him, he said, oh, I will. And later on, his eyeballs are literally on this kid. Yeah. (laughs) It makes a horrible little pile. A little chuckle to himself. He's like, what he doesn't know is, he's going to pull his eyes out while he's at church today. (laughs) Does like a boy meets world to the camera. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he's he's had all their eyes out. Um, he makes a whole pile of if, eyes as well. Why don't he just pop them back in? I guess they don't know who's who's which one's which at that point. Maybe that was it's, his later plan. He was going to mix them up, and everyone would be ever so embarrassed. I and this is hate... pre CPR, so they can't <laughs> they can't bring him back to life either. Yeah. You do CPR, and then their eyes start forming back in their in their eye holes. <laughs> CPR sort of mate. You pump someone's chest enough with your hands, you can cure anything. Yeah. Uh, I kind of get annoyed here that the, the pastors kind of no criticism. They're like, oh, the pastors murdered all these kids. And they're like, yeah, but he's probably under the under the influence of someone who invited the devil in. <laughs> someone else is yeah. to blame. <laughs> Hope someone else is to blame. Probably a woman. Yeah, this probably. is their, their attitude. <laughs> and um, everyone else is kind of against her. Dad's kind of abandoned her already. But Solomon, he's a nice chap. Oh, he yeah. goes, so- Solomon I'm the most progressive killed. man in 1666. He goes, I'm, progressive. yeah, I, I don't mind if you if you have forbidden kisses. 
always room for you at my house but you're right ben you were saying he's he he deals with the pasta right yeah he kills the pasta with like a horrible like what rape forks him fork forks him forks him yeah. yeah yeah so there's like a meeting held as well where they basically it's every town nut job basically all obviously all men uh, is, it, time... is it every everyone in town apart from Sarah Fear and yeah. um, the other girl? And it's like obviously the dude who played Tommy in 1978 version is like his answer for everything is witch slash the devil. So yeah, yeah. he's I mean he's just annoying. I put he just doesn't you. know whenever people ask him a question, he doesn't understand it. He's he's just asking him which one? Which? Which <laughs> <laughs> The devil was invited in. What's yeah. wrong with you? I asked you what you want for dinner. Which? The devil. <laughs> Which? The devil. Yeah. Yeah. The devil. yeah, I put it to you, though. If you've seen, if you truly believe all this stuff that's going on, and you live in this town, right? Hmm. So the devil who has possessed the priest, so basically turned someone side from God to the devil hmm. and made him kill loads of kids and is able to blight your crops, maybe, rather than trying to get people that the devil likes, probably trying to change sides and be like, right, all for the devil in this community. I love the devil. Devil's yeah. a stand-up guy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. You know, just, just see so... what he wants. Just, you know, give your Harvest Festival stuff to him and he'll make sure you're all right. But um... Solomon Good is basically like, right, what, where's your evidence? And luckily, the guy who was recently rejected by Hannah Miller for having, a, having an erection and got humiliated by Sarah Fear, <laughs> luckily, he's got some uh, evidence, which is just a barefaced lie. So he, <laughs> yeah, it's just some broad speculation. Broad speculation. I saw her dancing with a devil. She lay with the devil. I saw her having an arm wrestle with a devil, and then they had a kiss, and they tickled each other. Yeah, they even like and adds it, on a bit more. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and and they weren't alone. And, there was another one as well. Forgot yeah, about yeah. that bit. Forgot about that bit. Yeah. He's a, a real <laughs> yes and man, and also he adds some bits about himself as well. Like, so yeah, I was just you know me I was uh, down. I was yeah. being I was being super chilly cool, and they really wanted to have sex with me, but I said no, thank no. you, the devil, um, because. I'm so good at sex that you wouldn't did be able to handle a, it. Did you have an <laughs> erection at this moment? No. No. I, well, I was flaccid. At that point, yeah, the was... table, the desk in front of him knocks over. <laughs> <laughs> You've got an erection right now, haven't you? No. <laughs> no, that is that is flaccid for me. Like, that's just... <laughs> that's flaccid for me, all right, you know? Yeah, some, <laughs> people are, some people are impressed. Yeah. I'm not bothered. Don't yeah. act like you're not yeah. impressed. Yeah, and then he gets that. all of his mates to basically say, "Yeah, I saw that too, and me, ah, oh, me too, yeah, yeah." And yeah. they go, "Oh, we've got all the evidence we need." Lying, yeah, like, you know, like the famous alcoholic slash madman that always seems to be in a portaloo in the earlier scenes. Like he, oh, yeah. he, he wiping his hands oh, on everyone. Hey, hook. Uh, it's just like rubbing his hands on people. No, like brown. Why is that? Uh, that's murder, right? Yeah. Is it? He's a no good character, and someone has killed Seraphia's dog as well and put it in the well, making it all oh, rotten. Yeah. I devil. knew that was coming though. As soon as she was, as soon as they were saying they were calling the dog, dog was nowhere to be seen. Then, yeah. then there was a jam in the well, not a jam like a raspberry jam, but like it was jammed and a clog. I was like, oh, it's gonna be a bloody dog coming out of there, a bloody dog. Oh no! I mean, I was sad as, as the dog... dog at first. I thought it was just like a big clog of hair, and I was like, I've been there, mate. And those plug holes getting the hair out. <laughs> it's gross. Oh. Yeah, I, I mean, 
I have surprisingly. Surprisingly, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so yeah, well, I surround myself with extremely hairy things. If you haven't been, Animal if you haven't done it, Ben, your 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 plugs are probably absolutely clogged, mate, because you've got you know girlfriend and daughter. I, I imagine they use your sinks. I have you've done got, it. You've got bum hair, I imagine. That's I've all got in one, there. I, I have got one <laughs> bum hair, yeah, but I keep that. Don't let that. I have done that before. It's a horrible situation yeah. where it just keeps I, going. Just keeps going worst, and going the, and going. The worst yeah. domestic job available, hair baby removal? I think so. Yeah. I remember in, in London, we lived hair in a flat baby. on the seventh floor and the shower drain was completely clogged. It wouldn't, it kept like rising over the top and, and going over the sides. Um, so we got some of this like extra strength and block of gel stuff. It's meant to like melt hair like super quick. It says, it says just leave it in there for 20 minutes uh, and then you need to rinse it out as soon as possible. I tried it once, it didn't really work. And then I left for work and Kat said, oh yeah, I, put, I tried some more of it. I said, did you rinse it out? She said, no. And it'd been there for like four days. Well, it was an extremely long time. And it, But the, the, the water did go down. But I wonder if like the water just went straight through into like the downstairs. <laughs> yeah. <flat or> something. <laughs> like it's <laughs> completely take out the pipes. It's like alien blood. I uh, once had done that job. I'd got some of the incredibly caustic crystals and, you know, you poured it down there. Um, you know, you put it, you have to mix it in some water and then pour yeah. it away. And then later I went to get a drink and I had a big old swig of a drink from a glass and it was a bit, and I was like, oh, the acid, I'm dead, I'm dead. It just turns out it was lemonade. I picked up a different <laughs> glass, but for a second I was like, ah, no. <laughs> for a few seconds I was like, <laughs> I've done it. This is it for ah. me. That would be a few though, wouldn't it? I mean, that would just take, take out your... There'd be, no, there'd be nothing you could do about it. I mean, if you were... It's a bit of CPR, in, sort you out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you were in a toilet at that point, in a long drop, you'd want that. You'd want to disappear. I guess the only choice to be... The only choice to have it would be to eat enough hair to absorb all of the liquid quickly. <laughs> Quick! Um, bit bold and hair! <laughs> to the rest. I need your help. But, yeah. but yeah, we've... Um, yeah, so uh, this problem is uh, not going to be solved by caustic crystals. <laughs> it can only be solved by finding out who is the witch and sorting them out. And they immediately jump to the conclusion that it is know. both. Yeah. Well, yeah. So capture... Sarah, Sarah, Sarah and Hannah, so they capture Hannah like immediately, don't they? Uh, yeah. Even even Hannah's mum is like, probably for the best. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Sarah escapes and like goes on a, well, escapes sort of like goes to find the widow who they think is a witch, who's played by the same actress who played the nurse in 1978, but then finds that this like book, this like witch's book is gone. The widow's been murdered. So then she goes to Solomon's house for help. Uh, I didn't really see this this coming though, did you? About a couple <coughs> of minutes no. before it happened, as no. soon as the as soon as the cupboard opened in the house when she's hiding, I was like, oh, oh yeah. I. yeah, oh yeah. I. So yeah, turns out Solomon good. Uh, is he's essentially the witch and yeah. the under the house there's like a ritual with like the with this sort of symbol um and he's been using it to make a deal with the devil so that pastor miller was possessed uh yeah. to kill others in exchange for power and wealth which is why solomon good in terms of the timeline and the family tree which is why a good has always been like the sheriff i guess yeah yeah, so, so he's got all this power. She, he, and he, he's kind of offers her to join. Because I've always thought you were all right, Seraphia. 
and you've got a really cool name for being a witch. So how's about <laughs> you team up with me? Because you're you're like me. You're like, and she's like, and originally Sarah in she's met Hannah when she's locked up and says, actually, tell you what, I bloody will make a deal with the devil. Bearing in mind, I think I've done it anyway. Um, so yeah. I, I'm going to go and do it. And she goes to get the book to do that. You know, looks up chapter one, devils. That's um, when she finds the witch dead. Yeah. Yeah, she finds the witch dead. So she's gone to basically <laughs> make a deal with the devil, um, but actually mm-hmm. confronted with the truth with um, Solomon going, oh, yeah, I'm the witch. Basically, you just get a few people killed. You just have all the kids' eyes popped out every so often, and town will be great. And she goes, actually, <laughs> I'm one nothing. of them is my brother. Yeah, one of them is my brother. Thanks. Um, <laughs> and then we got on at me for not being up until half six in the morning, but could have asked. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I'm nothing like you. Um, so she <laughs> shanks him and then runs off. Yeah, and then they have a big horrible fight, which ends with her getting her hand cut off again. Hand which sort of, was hand sort of snapped off. Yeah, it wasn't the way that I envisioned the hand coming off either. I always kind of thought that the hand had just got separated from the body because of decomposition or something. I didn't think the hand actually ended up coming off because that's kind mm-hmm. of nuts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, but then after that, she escapes. The townspeople are there looking for her. And... She breaks through and it breaks, it comes out into the church. So it looks like she's just emerged from the church covered in blood. Yeah. And just yeah. before she gets to tell the truth, Solomon comes up behind her, grabs her by the head and goes, ah, God, I, I found the witch. At this point, I'd be like, just shouting, just just check out Solomon's basement. Like the proof <laughs> yeah, is all yeah. there. Um she doesn't, she keeps quiet about it. She does, mm. um, as they're about to hang her both and her, of both of them, she does use uh, this as an excuse to say it was me to and to show mm. that she bewitched the other one. Um, saves, uh, so saves Hannah's life, yeah. But then she do... swears vengeance, doesn't she? She basically says, before yeah. she's executed, I swear vengeance, I'm going to fuck you all up, which is essentially the... Well, she says it to... She the curse. curses... Well, she curses in particular the sheriff. She says, oh, the truth is going to haunt you, mate. Yeah. Does she's it, saying though? mate sarcastically. She's not really... She's not because, really his mate at all. I mean, Solomon Good lived out a great life, from what we can tell. He, yeah. um, he, he, he did really well. His family's done really well. The only people Your who son... had it bad... Are the people that yeah. Solomon Good's been attacking and putting the name? He's been sacrificing people. Um, yeah. The only people he's done it about it are the victims of those people. The Goods have had it all right. Yeah, I take it we don't see the split in the town here, but I guess we can see the early divisions of it too, right? Because there's the people that are like dead happy. They're like the mob from the Monty Python Holy Grail, like, <laughs> and then there's the other people that are a bit like mm, hanging people. <laughs> I guess yeah. they become shady side because it's also a lot of their friends from the nineties. Um, yeah, yeah. The actors that play them and they are the ones that put that stone under the tree that says, ha, which will live forever. Lol. And yeah. they give her a proper burial that only they And they're know. all like, even though we don't see much of them in this version, they're all essentially the people who played Dina's friends in 1994 version, who are the people who, who gather together to give Sarah fear proper burial. Yeah, yeah, and then a bit of a shock. It goes back to 1994, and it says 1994, part two. Yeah, um, uh, so and we begin with the sheriff turning up. Yeah, so the sheriff turns up. Dina knows that the good family responsible for the shady side curse 
firstborn of each generation repeat <laughs> repeats that ritual uh you'd think someone would miss it out wouldn't you like oh can you do this ritual oh, i can't be bothered yeah you always actually bothered. as a rule as a rule you go against the things that your parents are interested in right yeah exactly so you think so you'd be like oh dad no <laughs> no, I can't be bothered. Um, but we quickly revealed that yeah, he is a wrongan and he's been doing all this stuff. But they they quickly escape him and they run back to Ziggy's house and they have a plan to work together. They were gonna mix blood and they're gonna carry um the guy, get him covered, get good covered in blood. Uh, and then all the killers are going to come after yeah. him instead. And they're going to trap them. So they're get... going to very, very briefly trap the killers that come out of the of like the cesspit. They're going to trap them in the shuttered shops. They're invincible. Yeah. Oh, and they're friends with a janitor now as well, who was briefly oh, yeah. in the first one. It was a minor character in the first one, but becomes oh, quite yeah. a big, quite a big part of. Uh, I thought that man who was going to die. Yeah, they literally turned like up at his house and said, "We're going to kill, like, we're going to kill the sheriff. Are you up for that?" And he was like, "Yeah." So then he pretty much finds finds out yeah. that the sheriff like framed him as well for spray painting all of these say uh, all of these sort of quotes from yeah because I take it that it also like the good family must also have been like basically propagating the rumor of the witch and the curse exactly, yeah so everyone slags off Sarah Fear and actually she's dead nice yeah uh, <laughs> yeah so in this big finale in the in the mall. There's a bit where like the police turn up, and again, this is the moment where the killers do kill the police, and it seems a bit unnecessary if if they only wanted the person who was cursed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They have to kill the person who was cursed and who the witch is going after that has their blood. So now it's Dina whose blood they're after. Um, because that's who the sheriff wants to get the monsters to get, I guess, because she knows the truth. But they will also kill these policemen if the plot calls for it. Yeah, it seems like that. So, like all of the heroes, like battle all of the killers in in the mall, uh, while Dina goes after Nick into this like t- into these tunnels in the mall, which I guess is obviously pretty much the same as the tunnels from underneath his house in sixteen sixty six, right? Yeah, exactly the same to this day. Yeah, exactly the same. Not a uh, yeah. They just go. We're to build this mall, but let's do it around the tree, and uh, these tunnels are important too. So keep all of that. Yeah. Didn't come up on the survey, oddly enough. No. Even there's literally uh, a trap door to the tunnels in like the maintenance corridor. Yeah. <laughs> so how does Dina she gets the upper hand on Nick in there? Um, and how, how does she kill him? Yeah, uh, like basically between the killers that are, are now fighting the guys, and they have a nice trick where they use super soakers to squirt each other with the blood and they're fighting each other, but then they decide to just fight them on their own for reasons rather than just run away yeah um this plan yeah. was so, com- so after convoluted after as well this plan was so convoluted and it felt like it was only there so that it could look awesome with all the uv and the colors and yeah. stuff and mm-hmm. it did and it yeah, did yeah looks great but um <laughs> meanwhile the sheriff does get covered in blood so he goes into the underground he's got the upper hand sarah's also there um yeah and is like fighting with her but she gets incapacitated by the sheriff Sam, I don't want um, them to get, just, when they said they're going to carry him, I kind of wanted him to get completely drenched in in the blood. Like that seems like it would have been more. He yeah, deserved, he just gets a bit a, splashed on his top. Yeah, he deserved like a far more brutal and horrible death, really, considering it was the 
It yeah. was the finale. I don't think after... the goods got it that bad. No, compared no. to the, everyone else, the goods really didn't get that bad at all. They did. They did no. it all right because basically he has got the upper hand. He's going to kill Dina, but then she puts his hand on the sort of pulsating mass, yeah, like the heart of darkness under there. Then he has a spooky vision. He goes, "Oh my goodness, there are some spooky, <laughs> yeah, spooky things here." And he sees all of the victims that we've seen throughout the course of the three movies. Our main characters who've recently died yeah. on screen and that distracts him long enough for Dina to stab him in the face so that but yes so the the curse that Seraphia tries to place on him like you'll never like, people come out you'll never be happy or, or whatever it is like he's pretty happy for most of the time oh, and he just gets you'll feel the pain of all the victims amazing house PS5 I bet probably yeah, he's, he's like, if the devil's getting PS6. it for you, whatever you want. Yeah, uh, PS666 even. And yeah. he um, gets stabbed in the eyeball. He, he sees a couple of ghosts get stabbed in the eyeball, and that's it. And he was like the, like the, after a massive long chain of goods, who probably not had any troubles at all. Yeah. Lives. I did have and a also, period where I was like, oh, is it going to be the same guy? Is he going to have lived for ages? But then how was he a kid that time in the 70s? So that's quickly fell mm. apart. Yeah. But, um, it is different, oh. guys. Also, like after <laughs> after that happens, all the killers disappear and everybody and obviously the good guys win. When they later on, it says, "Well, the good family's been exposed for their heinous actions." So I was like, "How? How did yeah, any of what they'd done at any sure. point?" All the evidence yeah. of the witch stuff disappears. It's underground. Yeah. So basically, all the killers get vaporized into powder. Does that so... mean the long drop disappears? <laughs> Someone's like on the toilet. <laughs> They get buttered. (laughs) (laughs) But there's nothing to fall into. Um, So, yeah, what would be in the basement is the sheriff that has been stabbed in the face and then Dina just walked out of his house. And Mm. then we see that the the sort of benefits, the benefits that are linked to Sunnydale are all out the way because someone backs off, (laughs) an innocent Sunnydale resident backs off the drive and gets hit by a bin lorry. Oh yeah, that was pretty bizarre. I was a bit confused by that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and that yeah. and that's kind of it. We're there's like an epilogue bit where everyone's you know Dean and Sam are having a date at Seraphia's grave. Lovely. Uh, everyone else is kiss some lovely music. They have the Oasis on. Ben, I know you're a fan. Bit of Oasis uh, just to set the mood, <laughs> and then there is a mid credit scene as well, which is where we go into the tunnels, past the police lines and stuff, uh, and somebody steals. The Widow's Satanic Book. Why would they leave that there? Yeah. You'd take yeah, it into evidence, yeah. wouldn't you? You wouldn't leave it on the, the crime scene. Come on. Come See, on speaking, who, do you, who do you reckon it is? Thanos. It's probably <laughs> Thanos or uh, who else could it be? Loki. He's Agatha. Likes him at the moment. It was Agatha all along. Yeah. Um, maybe it's the brother that's the mayor who said, oh, I don't know anything about that. Don't know, didn't know that yeah. there was a witch. Yeah, probably. Prime Minister, good. Everyone else is dead. Yeah, so that's that. Um, so where would you rank this one into <clears> the others? Uh, I, I, I went for a C again. Um, I thought it was okay. I actually liked that it kind of wrapped everything up uh, quite quite neatly to some degree. Uh, it's quite fun, um, but wasn't wasn't as as entertaining is uh is the second one but, yeah i feel like yeah. it's i liked it 
but it definitely suffered a bit from having to tie up all these loose ends mm-hmm. where I think the middle one kind of does well as a standalone piece and doesn't suffer too much because it knows everything's been established in the first part and everything will be wrapped up in the third. So the second part was allowed to just be, but yeah, so I'll probably go was. for this. Yeah. So I'll probably go for the same as the first one on this one, a C plus. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with uh, probably a C on this one. Like you, I, I liked how it tied everything up and I liked how things get kind of things that set up in the early films get paid off and it pays off really well. And I think there's a lot of attention to the, to the connectivity and, you know, it gives loads of context and meaning to everything that's come before. And we've gone through this as quick as we could. And I think there's a lot of depth to it, Mm -hmm. but for this one, the accents really did like really took me out of it in this, uh, in this early section, not only the accents, actually sometimes the dialogue choices, like you still call someone a frigid bitch, which like doesn't oh, yeah. feel like it's it doesn't <laughs> feel like it's in keeping with the uh, old time language that they Your sometimes dirty old try slag. to do. Yeah. yeah, so it just it's seems a, a weird it seems a weird mix. But I still would say, even though I've gone a C plus, a B, and then a C, I probably edge to the higher realms of that when you consider all these three things together. Yeah. How about you? As like, a, what's what's your entire piece as a package? What do you think? Uh, weirdly, as a package, I kind of enjoyed it more than some of the individual elements. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I pretty, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'd pretty go for like a. I would recommend any kind of horror movie fan to watch this entire watch the entire trilogy. I would definitely say there's enough here, and that there are some boring bits, there are some lulls. Uh, but it does come together quite nicely. I like the plot twists and the plot reveals. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of really fun kills throughout the entire film, throughout the entire trilogy, really. That's pretty stylish, you know. I, I was yeah. a bit disappointed because in the there's some really good opening credits in the first movie as well. We didn't really get that in the second and the third, did we? But they're pretty tasty. Can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There we yeah. go. <clears throat> So um, we've got some name game if you guys are up for it. Oh, always. So this first one is actually uh, about a circle of teenage friends who accidentally encounter the Battle of Hastings. Um, so that, so, so something 1066. Fair Street. Fair Street, 1066. Fair Street, 1066. <laughs> I thought you were like, William the Conqueror Street, 1066. <laughs> uh, the third one is a circle of teenage friends accidentally encountered the ancient evil responsible for all clocks resetting to zero. Uh, Fair Street, 2000. Zero, 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 zero. <laughs> Close. I've gone for Fair Street Millennium Edition. Uh, oh, that's a good one. I'd like to see that. Circle of teenage friends accidentally retweet something. And they all get cancelled by witches. Oh, fair tweet. Fair tweet. <laughs> um. For retweeting something as well, not even for tweeting something. For retweeting yeah. it. Oh. Retweeting their own thing. Circle of teenage friends. Circle of teenage friends accidentally encounter the ancient evil of throwing things really far. <laughs> fair yeet. Fair yeet. <laughs> Circle of teenage friends accidentally encounter the ancient evil responsible for a load of cursed. Curdled milk. Cursed curdled. Well, just just bad milk. 
Bad milk. Uh, I can't think of anything. Fear Don't Street, best, be- best before end. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, BV. <laughs> Sour milk. Well, where does milk milk come from? Cows. Fear teat. Fear teat. (laughs) I've never got that. (laughs) Well done. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. There we go. Very nice. (laughs) That was good. Very good. Well, I know we probably took us a while, but we nailed an entire trilogy. Well done, everyone. And well done for you at home listening. Yeah. yeah, congratulations. I don't know you guys, I am tired, but also really hot, so I'm never going to sleep. No. Yeah, exactly. You sleep might, is you not going to come five to min- You might get five minutes of sleep tonight, like 50 times. Yeah. If you're lucky. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there we go. Cool. Uh, next week. Oh, what are we doing this week? Maniac Cop. Oh. Yeah. We got a yeah. Maniac Cop next week. Still, which I hope is, uh, still on show there. It was a little while ago. Good question, good question. So yeah, that'll be fun to do. Been looking forward to that one. Cool. Uh, anything else we want to tell people before we close up? Yeah, you know what? We've talked about Fear Street. Let's let's own it. Um, listen to our Halloween story from last year on the Hawk and Cleaver Other Stories channel. Great idea. Halloween enjoy- horrors of Old Mill Lane. Mm-hmm. Great idea. Uh, yeah, if you enjoyed this, then you'll probably enjoy that in audio form. So yeah. Go and check it out. Check it out. Cool. That, all the usual. Hit the <clears throat> socials, guys. Let us know what films you want us to watch. Give us a cheeky five-star review. They're free. They are free, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, you can become a patron, which isn't free. Uh, but we will accept that over at patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. Thanks to Kovac Cowman for our theme music. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. And thanks to you guys, the listeners. Join the Facebook group, Horror Hangout Board of Advisors. Um, always a fun yeah. time always well, a thanks fun to time. my co-hosts Andy and Ben for being right horror dudes until thanks, next guys. time it's been a pleasure cool see you soon don't see melt see you later bye. yeah bye <laughs> <laughs> mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.